All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you uh, downloading another episode. So episode number eight, Hitting the Deck. This will be coming out the first week of January, of course, recorded the week before, um, between Christmas and New Year's. Um, Man, had a blast can't thank these guys enough for uh for coming we had six of us here today it was just it was a blast man we had a lot of fun um just talking shooting the shit about deer hunting in general and uh of course we're talking about you know going out of state a little bit because deer hunting in mississippi right now is pitiful it's super hot the deer are not moving well although the rut is starting to kick on it is it is getting tough um but just wanted to uh let you know, you know, we had some technical difficulties um, at the ending and at the beginning of this, uh, trying to get that sorted out. I'm still, we're still learning all this audio stuff, so bear with us. We do appreciate you, though. Um, if you like what you're hearing, if you like the podcast, um, please go to, if you if you do Apple, um, go to Apple Podcasts and write a review. I think that's about the only place you can do it. Um, if you're using other platforms, we would really appreciate it if you would just take a second to share um the podcast with your friends and encourage them to download the podcast on whatever platform they use and uh, it really helps us you know we're trying to get it out there so that other people can enjoy it and if you enjoy it we'd appreciate it if you'd share it with us um this podcast is brought to you by uh Tom Smith Land and Homes, uh, realtor Cliff Cannon, that's me, um, specializing in recreational and residential properties in southwest Mississippi, all of Mississippi, truthfully, and then in also licensed in Louisiana. Um, but I do live here in the uh, in the deep south of Franklin County, um, down in southwest Mississippi, so Amit, Franklin, Jefferson, all these you know surrounding counties, I, I really do specialize in recreational properties around here. Um, also, you got Lee and Winget Waterfowl. We really appreciate him. Um, we pile up in his place every freaking week and make a mess of it, leaving a ton of beer cans to clean up and everything else. And, you know, we appreciate Lee and him putting up with us. Uh, also, want to thank Wayne for bringing the food this weekend. Uh, man, Sitka Blacktail, Mule Deer sausage you you name it man we had a blast ate some great food drank a lot of beer and had a great talk and uh we're gonna get into the podcast now and uh we'll talk to y'all later if a bear takes your kill it's his kill the highs were in the high 20s Jared jumps in the air and spikes my quiver. Like he's spiking a football. <laughs> one of them had double drops and one of them was probably 30 inch typical. That's what makes the experience. All right, all right, guys, we are back. Um, so after some technical difficulties, we are now um, effectively in um, recording this uh, podcast. Uh, this is the Southern Arrow Podcast, episode number eight. Uh, is that right, Lee? Yep. Mm-hmm. We're eight? Eight. Episode number eight. Um, man, we got a full house here. Um, so we were recording, um, and we recorded probably 10 or 15 minutes over or more. And, and I looked over there, and I noticed that it said, 10 minutes and then I look back over there five or six minutes later and it still said 10 minutes <laughs> we had quit recording for some reason whatever whatever technical difficulty we had we weren't recording anymore so 
at the end of the day, um, I goofed it up. So we're starting over again. So um, here we go. Uh, as usual, you got your uh, me, Cliff. I'm here as always. Um, got my boy Lee over here beside me. Um, got my other guy Wayne right here beside me. Wayne, say hello. Hello. Lee didn't say hello. I didn't give him. I didn't give him a, <laughs> chance. Didn't give a chance. I didn't give him a I chance. Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw you like lean forward, and I'm like, then we got Lee over here. There you go. Tell him hi, Lee, Lee again. No, I was saying when I, I was pointing at you, thinking we got Lee, and I was already pointing at Wayne over here. Um, we got we got Lee over here. Lee, tell him hi, Lee. What's up, Lee? All right. Don't right, kill him. The, we were just talking. I swear about him talking about how he don't shoot whitetails, except that he's killed. How many does you kill this year? Uh, five. So if, if I go, he goes, go can't kill him. Go now. on Lee's. <laughs> no, actually, I actually killed four of them I in killed, Texas. I didn't you? Four does and a spike. Because there's a spike tag in Texas. And yeah, you. But most of your deer in Texas, right? Four I does. Killed, I killed three does and a spike in and Texas spike and one in Texas doe and in one behind the house area. Yeah. So if you go to Lee's, go to Lee's Facebook page and look, he's got his whole thing about oh, 2021 was such a great year. He's got a couple of hogs and a beautiful elk and a bunch of does. Like he's no, done no, something. I said it he's was got a slow year. Like he's done I said it was something. a slow year. If you read it, <laughs> it wasn't worth a, slow, shit. a slow year, but he couldn't even fit all the pictures in one pick. You couldn't put head to make a collage of freaking does. <laughs> They're stacked like cordwood. I feel bad for you. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but Texas is a target-rich environment. Fuck, there is yeah. no freaking doubt, man. It is plenty of them. But anyway, so me, Lee, and Wayne, we're here. Um, we got well, we got some guests finally, man. It's really neat to have as many people here. I think it'll be awesome to have this many people here. So I got my buddy uh, Justin Duncan. Tell him hello. Hello. <laughs> Straight to fuck you didn't, bro. You didn't do anything I didn't tell you to do. So I can't. That's what you told. No, that's how you can tell he's married. Right. I've been married a while. I can listen. He, he does as told. Tell him what. Tell him. Tell him about yourself, John. I'm done, man. I'm already done. Yeah, I'm gone. I'm a father of three kids, three boys. Um, I do construction work. Hunt as much as I can, but that ain't very often. Uh, yeah. Saddle hunt, bow hunt. So I guess that's. Yeah, we just talked about his wife trying to send him hunting and him feeling guilty. Um, and my recommendation is to you to go hunting if she says, <laughs> if she even, if you, if you think she might have said hunt, you should go. Just walk out. Just walk out. Better for us. She'll stop me if she don't want me to. That's right, Wayne. Wayne, tell him that one more time. <laughs> Better to ask for forgiveness than permission. I'm going to turn your mic up a little bit because you're, you're, you're so soft spoken. I'm gentle. He, <laughs> the gentle giant. <laughs> he is a big boy now, ain't no doubt. But I tell you what, when he was up in that saddle, he was not a big boy. <laughs> I wasn't there like dancing, <laughs> clinging to the that tree. That dude was hanging on to that freaking pine tree like he was going to fall out any second. And I'm going, dude, you're not going to fall. You're not going to fall. <laughs> I can't even hunt out of a regular stand now after being in that saddle I love for him. a couple of years. I love him. Yeah. The first I, time I, I got him, one was on a telephone pole, and it was a... Uh, I, I fell in love instantly. It's, it's a game changer. A telephone pole's a hard climb. It really is yeah. a hard climb. But once you, if you master climbing a, that that eighter thing, once you get that eight, and you know you get on some boots, and, you know with some traction, and you master that getting in there. Yeah, he's climbing well, in fucking cowboy. And, and look for yeah. a, like <laughs> damn yeah, So you're climbing in cowboy boots. First time you've ever been in a tree, in a, in in what ten minutes. 
Yeah. You were hanging. He was hanging in a saddle in 10 minutes. I'm, I'm probably five to get in. And I'm freaking 50 years old and 240 pounds. And that was, I mean, that was you coaching me, to, telling yeah. me how to do it as a win. Exactly. Went, so. As you went. So once your system gets in place, I mean, you know, five, three to five minutes, you're in a tree. Yeah. Really and truly you are. And you can do so much with one. All right. All right. Um, number. Well, hold on. We're going to. Oh, swallow. That chew that. Chew it up. Swallow it. <laughs> it's so tender. You ain't got yeah, to you ain't even got to chew it. it right? That shit is tender. <laughs> All right. Number four. My name is Matt LeBlanc. I'm from uh, South Louisiana. Uh, working in a chemical plant. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of shift work, but it lets me hunt the most I can. So... Here we are. Yeah. So what do you do there? I mean, what do you you work for Dow, right? Or you work yeah, for Dow or at Dow? I work for Dow. For Dow. I just started. I worked at a little plant in Raceland, and I got hired on with Dow in June, I believe it was. And you're an operator for them. I'm an operator now. Absolutely. So finally, kind of found my little home, and people are great. What you there, do, so. like a seven and seven? We work at three, 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 two. So if you can follow that, it's like a three on, three, three off, three on, three off, two on. So three off again. It's not too bad. The three days off are nice, and the three yeah, days. Yeah, because it gives you time. You can run. I mean, you're an hour and a half from here, right? Where do you yeah. live at exactly? In Raceland, Louisiana. In so Raceland, it's, it's yeah. about two hours. I know where, where it is. My place over here. So I know right where it is. Yeah, uh, I, I'll make the drive after a night shift, and that's right. You I get off in the morning forever, but it's uh, I'm doing it now while I can. Do it while you're young, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, while you can. All right, number five, or two, four, six. six. Number six. Yep. So I'm uh, Logan Chesson from Chag Bay, Louisiana. Logan, you got to slow down that last name because ain't nobody understand what you just said. Yeah, well, I did too. I did too. But we got listeners. They don't have what he said. He love Logan Hood. Well, if you listen to the telemarketer, his chass on. But uh. <laughs> we'd like to. We've been trying to get in touch with you about your extended warranty. Oh yeah, they always call <laughs> on the truck that you owned ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but I work at uh, Dow Taff, uh, a little plant called Arkema. We uh, make latex, and uh, I'm just getting into bow hunting. Did a lot of swamp hunting, so it's just been a lot of 12 gauges with some double eye buckshot and some four tens with some slugs. So yes, yep. sir, grew up with it. Yep, mm-hmm. I did too. I did too. The bow hunting transition is the first couple of years are tough, man. But you know, I think everybody in here will tell you you got to keep your head up because the first couple of years are tough. I they really seven are. Seven deer my first year. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah. You just got to hunt with it, man. The yeah. nerves, man. Look, I'm gonna tell oh, you, man. It's, it's just so easy different to give it up. You know, well, I mean, when you get the full draw on one, I mean, I would fall to pieces. I, I don't know how many does I there's got no way to There's no way to prepare for it. Or somebody who's experienced bow hunter can't tell you the feeling you're going to feel when you draw back on that. There ain't no words for that. You experience it yourself. Yeah. There ain't you no words got, for that. You either got ice in your veins or you're going to completely screw it up your first time. Yeah. And either way, yeah. it's okay. You know, you, it is. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's it right there. Either way, it don't matter whether you smoke him the first time out or whether or not you freaking shoot him in the end. Yeah, because I promise you. you know, or you sell get, one over his back. If you get lucky and make the first shot count you gonna fuck up the next two or three almost like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly yeah, you right enjoy every moment of that one because it's coming yeah well, you, could be, you could be 15 years in and you ain't screwed up yet shit. I, that's not very likely but well, I'm gonna tell you what coming. yeah if you're 15 years and you ain't screwed one up yet you, you know, someone's probably leading him out there for, yeah, you know? then your name's probably Cameron Haynes or someone yeah. like that, well I mean Cameron put his he paid his dues honest yeah. to God you know but I, I promise you if you could get him on here he could probably tell you some hellacious stories about the ones that got away mm-hmm. too no, oh, yeah. the, the ones that were missed the opportunities lost you know because that really and truthfully we always talk you know, we talk about the other we talked about the other day we're like with that hunt for me you know the highest of highs the, first off we went from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs in three in two two minutes three minutes that's you the video that's what keeps you coming back that's, it's why you, it's what you can't get with I, honestly I, I can't get it with a gun 
I, I just I can't get it with a gun. I'm not telling you that other people can't get it with a gun. I can't get it with a gun. But man, you put a bow in my hand and you put a deer inside 50 yards, and I'm a nervous damn wreck. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm calm with the shot, you know, from experience, the whole time I'm like, please don't see me. Please just, just let me get just let me get drawn back. Put your head behind that tree. Please put yep. your, Oh, she put her head behind that tree. I'm about to smoke this man. <laughs> Every what little is, move counts when inside 50 yards. They they pick up right, a little. Crazy. I actually so, shot another seven yards with my bow this year and Oh, that's awesome. And I'm pretty sure I could have ran faster than the the speed of my arrow. <laughs> it's that, been slow mo. It was slow mo. Was that your first deer with a bow? Yeah, first deer with a bow. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was in it was five minutes from my house. Oh yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That is, oh dude, it was fantastic. The worst part about it was I couldn't harvest, I couldn't keep the dough because my buddy thinks that the deer are sick behind his house got the chronic waste disease so the wildlife fisheries wanted to confiscate the dough. No shit. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? And I had to, I had to burn a tag for it too. Alright, so we're going to have that con- we're going we're gonna to come back around and we're going to have that conversation. You need me to kill your dough? <laughs> please. please empty. Dude, just take, let him shoot his own. Just my take fam, him where he can hungry. kill one. <laughs> Give me an incentive man. to hunt. Dude, Dude don't kill it for me. Super high. What are we going to do with you, man? <laughs> He's just trying to be helpful. I do to kill some does now. I swear to God. Everyone. That just gives him a reason to go. Every I'll tell you that, I, I, So I'm gonna, I'll pick only about about doe shooting all the time because he put his Facebook thing on. You see what I did? He put his face. I said, "Do why you shoot on him, doe?" <laughs> I was waiting. For that shit. Hey, he was pig hunting on one place like all summer. I'm like, dude, the does are coming in there like crazy. Do not shoot a doe. <laughs> do He's just trying to get the I, bug to doe. Yeah, like this is in July. <laughs> do not I, shoot I got does like four or five does like underneath me feet and just messing around. I'm like, man. That's not they're big. not in front of the camera. I wonder if I can get one out without wings. Oh, no, no, no. This is another place. I was to say, how you lucky enough to have pigs? We barely got deer, and you got pigs. No. I did have one Up here, you ain't lucky to have pigs. Really? He walked like my through my place seen and went right back out. Um, We've had one show up. Probably my dad just bought his first 110 acres in Magnolia, Mississippi. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he's he's doing the same thing as your friend. He's he's getting a... Trying to get somebody to come in there and look at it. Yeah. Yeah. He's all excited. Yeah, it's it's a neat thing. Yeah. So, we so. That was on the first one that didn't record properly, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like phobic now. I'm looking at it, you know, making sure. Yeah, it's recording now. It's, it looks like it's working like it's supposed to. All right, so um, we were talking earlier. I have a, I have a friend um, from Thibodeau. His name is Chris, and he bought uh, 77 acres um, over in Pike County, over around Summit area. Um, never been deer hunting a day in his life. He said, man, I, I always wanted to get into it. He's got a little money. He said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy me a place. I want to learn this. Get him a place does a little bit to it gets him a food plot plan and you know puts him a blind up and gets everything up and kills his first deer this year it was with a rifle and, and I'm absolutely okay with that killed it and it, so really for me the, the whole journey is what I want to hear about you know that journey from starting to finishing you know getting his first deer that's just and he was so excited dude. that dude is hooked forever and now he's got a wildlife biologist coming out to his place Thursday to look at his property to see about what they're going to do whether they're going to thin where they're going to put food plots where they're going to do this where they're going to do that you know they're going to set his whole place up for deer management that dude is he is a, he's 100% into it he is a hundred and he's no a hundred ain't even the number he's like ten thousand percent into it i mean there's you know i told him i said because when he called me and he sent me a picture and then uh he called me he called me later that afternoon because i you know we text back and forth that he called me and i was he was like so excited still and it was like a whole day since he he was still on cloud nine and it was like i said it's just a little little bitty deer and i was like 
He's like, man, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have shot him. I said, man, fuck Bullshit. that. Bullshit. Yeah. That's what I said. Man, fuck that. You shoot whatever. I don't give a shit. You shoot whatever you want to. Go out there and enjoy the experience. I said, man, live in this experience because you only get one first deer. That's like now. You, yeah. I hear so many people talking about, yeah, I took my kid and they didn't want to shoot a doe. <laughs> I shot everything. Bro, when I, was I a shot kid. everything. My I son mean, shot I everything. I used to I grew up running dogs and oh, yeah, I was unloaded, yeah, did. unloaded yeah, a shotgun on some deer. Yeah. I yeah. shot at everything. They was like, how far was it? And I'm like, he was at that sign on the pipeline. <laughs> and they're like, daddy would be like, that's 120 yards, son. I'm like, <laughs> there was a deer there. Yeah. I'm freaking I was I'm shooting it. at it. <laughs> that's exactly right. I, had, I literally had older guys just giving me buckshot. But you know they're like, keep I on swinging. Like, I, your daddy, I don't know how your daddy's gonna keep you uh, supplied. <laughs> so here you go. I'm not using them anyway. <laughs> keep on swinging. Uh, that's funny right there. Yeah, my my ten year old. He he told me this year. He said, I think I'm gonna hold out till a buck. I was like, son, just. Whatever walks out and whatever Papa tells you you can shoot, or I tell you, just send it, son. Yeah. Don't even just it'll come. Don't yep. worry. Um, about you it. know how many years I had to watch squirrels until I worked my way up to a deer, for right? Behind the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I hunted for four years before I killed my first deer because I wouldn't shoot a doe. Now I, w- I was, really, I just now she don't stand a chance. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Since I picked a bow up, she has she has no chance. Unless That's why I'm in, I picked a bow I got, up. So I, I got. Better, no, I don't get me wrong. I got areas that I won't shoot a doe. Of course, so, you know, I'm, I'm up on the ridge or something like that i you know I, I know there's some good bucks in that area i'm not shooting a doe i'm gonna you know i'm waiting i was but, famous my famous line was i always gotta have some kind of first you know got my first kill my first deer my dad was in the stand with me he i think he was tired of uh you know deer not meeting the management requirement or whatever and he's like oh it's a doe i think he still to this day i think he knows it wasn't a doe but it was a little button buck after that it was like all right well i killed my first one but i was hunting by myself for the first time or i killed my first deer in the evening and it was like it was like 20 different firsts before I was like, like, all right i guess i can <laughs> Look, my first spike, my first three yeah, point, my first four first. point, but my first five point. Every single hunt. Well, I'll say this about like shooting deer. You need to shoot, especially like you, you Logan. You need to shoot deer. You need to shoot every deer you see. If he's as long as he's legal, you need to shoot every deer you see. And in my opinion, it's not going to hurt anything. No, no it's not. You, but it's just not. if you kill two to three deer a year, you're not hurting it. The only thing that hurts is if you don't shoot and then. You don't get no experience. That's right. Yes. And then when it time comes you and you don't finally get, get a buck come out on you, that's whatever. Right. That's it is. exactly it, what I'm talking about. Is yeah. You need the, the experience of you need the experience of drawing your bow. You need the experience of aiming. You need the experience of shooting, killing. Lee, what year you kill your first deer? Um. I was I was kind of late to the big game because I mean I was from yeah. South Louisiana. I killed my first deer. When I was twenty. What I think. No, no, no. Uh, well, probably twenty-two, maybe a couple years after. So I nineteen killed. years, and you're still shooting everything that walks by. No, I, and look, pretty much. Pretty, uh, look, That's what I, I'm I pretty much am. Right like I, I'm to the point now. Like honestly, That's why I can't let him go hunt with me. Well, look, every spike, look, every no, three point, I'm no, like, man, I'm trying to let the, them deer grow. The little the little bucks, I don't really. That don't tempt yeah. me. No, I did. I've killed a bunch of them. Oh, I've I killed mean, a ton 100% of them. hundred percent, I've killed a bunch of them. But now, the, the little bucks, eh, I'm not really killing the, doe. the does. Yeah. If you tell me, hey, man, come hunt this food plot, and I need to kill seven does, I'm going to kill seven does if they come out, like, and enjoy every freaking one of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, like, the spikes and stuff, <laughs> now, I mean, like, I, I did go to, like, I killed a spike this year in Texas. I wasn't going to shoot one, but he's like, there's a spike tag there. It's like a legit and there's a spike tag. And he and 
one of my buddies. They, has, they firmly believe yeah, in shooting he spikes. Had, over he there. had two or three spikes coming to this one little one little feeder, and he's like, "Man, I want you to go kill one of those spikes." <laughs> I mean, that's all it took me. I mean, all right, <laughs> it's not like I argued. The you don't ask for clarification. Yeah, I mean, say, I had okay. a legal spike tag, so I killed a spike. Yeah. That's the first spike I killed in a while. But but yeah, those. Fuck well, I remember when you was, was over there, we were texting, and I was like, "You killed, you know, you seen any good bucks?" And it's like, "No, I'm not really worried about a yeah. buck." And look, I could have killed. I mean, there was a bunch of bucks I saw while I was there, but it, it we didn't go there to kill bucks. It was they, they keep it for their kids and stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I could have killed 15 rack bucks, nice bucks there, but I was well, just fine. Not, I was you just were, fine. You were there yeah, as I was, part of the dope management program. I was just going there just to shoot those, that's sling freaking arrows, man, yeah, yeah. and to kill pigs, and that's what yeah. I did. Havilines. No, we was in uh, just a little south of Houston. There's, yeah. it was more like Mississippi looking country. Oh, I hear yeah, you. yeah. Wasn't in that like brush cactus south. That's what I want to shoot one day is a javelina. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'd like to shoot one. Yeah, I killed. That's a javelina back yeah, there. Yeah, we got a javelina back there. I killed that one down in Freer. With uh, it full of free, with it full of fleas. Uh, yeah. Every one of them I've ever heard, they said, "Man, you got to, you literally got to put them in a bag with we some did. flea dope." Fleas, really? full of fleas. Yeah, we we put them in a garbage bag and threw them in the walk-in freezer or whatever it was, just yeah. to kind of like. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of and, you know. People who say when you kill him, keep him you put him in a bag yeah. and you throw it. You you like open a thing of raid. Yeah, and we you put, put it in there and you close the bag and they'll, they'll they're just covered in fleas. I hate fleas, but they some cool yeah, cool too. looking <laughs> little animals though. They are cool looking animals, you know, brush pigs. Was that Texas was like? They put the corn in the on the fuller hopper and drove through there and turned around. Man, and I got that. a buddy who does that <laughs> yes. here. They do it there, here. but where I killed that that javelina was just like a um, just like a spin feeder. Yeah, you know, like a regular yeah. deer feeder. As soon as it here. went off, they were coming. Uh, no, it wasn't, man. I mean, that's the only javelina I saw. Oh, and, wow. and whenever I went there, the guy's like, "Yeah, man, you, you ain't gonna have no problem killing javelina." I, I saw one javelina, and that's the javelina. Right there. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't easy, but funny I mean, you said about the feeders because that's how Matt's uh, Perrin's place is in Brookhaven, Mississippi. We just go over there and pet the bugs. We don't kill them. <laughs> <laughs> take pictures with them. Tell them to lay down and take pictures. Oh, hey, they play dead just like dogs. The crazy thing. <laughs> Matt's looking like you got to be. <laughs> I know you didn't just tell them that. <laughs> I need to know where this is. That's, that's sacred ground. We uh, we stuck over here in Ruth. Yeah, that's on the sacred ground over yeah. there. Yeah, look. We when we feed our deer, hell, it just is. If you're, you know, I heard somebody say uh, uh, on a on a show, I don't know who I was listening to, but they said uh, if if you don't feed your deer, somebody else is going to. So you might as well. You yeah, know, and you, you're not killing them if you're not feeding because everybody else is feeding them. Yeah. You know, we've had success in, on public land in the Midwest, all around the Midwest, and obviously no feed up there, just hunting natural corridors and everything. But we tried it in Mississippi. Well, it's, and it's, it's just different like you down said, here. If man. you don't feed them, somebody else is. Yeah, well, not gonna is. stick around. And, no and here's the other thing. I so like Lee, Lee, Lee went to the National Forest behind, I live in Franklin County so 330,000 acres of National Forest in the Homochino National Forest right all you can hunt it's all the same though yeah just hills and hollers and oaks woods, and pines and then there's some yeah quiet. it's not like it is like in the midwest like it's like say you know like where i went when i went to illinois or if you go to missouri to some of the public land where you have some ag and you have some field you know and you have corridors now man these deer can freaking disappear into a yeah, 200 there's acre rhyme reason to it like in, in missouri you have yeah, there's no rhyme or reason it's in so South pronounced. Mississippi. No, everything's so pronounced where yeah, exactly. traveling. you got funnels and everything mississippi you could look at a map of the entire state of Mississippi and count on one hand the amount of funnels you see <laughs> to an extent yeah, you know the what I'm saying it's in the delta okay yeah. I got a clear cut here and I got a uh, you know, established line no. of trees but you know yeah, there's also one 300 yeah. yards away yeah yeah tra-
transition areas in Mississippi are your big thing where like, like cutovers meet hard right. meet pines or pines meet hardwoods or yeah. you know those are so I was telling Lee I so a couple weeks ago me and Lee get on the side by side we're riding we're really looking for a excuse to drink beer so we're riding around drinking beer and we go up into the national forum like look I'll show you a couple places even though I know you don't hunt in Mississippi I'll, I'll show <laughs> you a couple places <laughs> I said I'll show you a couple places in there so I was showing him some places in the national forest um, and we went down this trail and we're not supposed to drive but I mean I'm lazy I, I drove down in there with a side by side and we go down there about five six hundred yards down this logging road and there's a scrape so we drove down a little ways further than I, we pulled out said, whether we're going out and say man I'm gonna throw a camera on this scrape see what we find so I always keep some of course I'm a realtor so I always got cameras in the side by side always because if I list a piece of property almost one of the first things I do is put some corn down and a camera to try to get some deer pictures especially you know this time of year right. so I throw a camera on, on the scrape and I, I have some throwaways I mean literally if it, if it disappears yeah, like I'm out yeah they're yeah. like yeah uh-huh. they're cheap you know $20 $30 cameras so I keep them I throw that dude up on there we point it at the scrape and disappear well, it, I don't know how long a month or so goes by. Shit, like and two or three days forget, ago. <laughs> so here's the thing. So if if I don't mark it, like mark a waypoint on my phone where that camera's at, I will lose the camera because I run, I run probably twenty on my lease. Right. But I got every piece of property that I got has got one or two cameras on it, and I have to keep them marked because I mean I don't go out there. I got 110 acres, 150 acres, and I'm you know that I'm selling for so and so. I put two or three cameras out on that property. Man, I'll forget all about them things. You know. I've been sold the property. For, I got seventy dollars worth of cameras. I can't forget all about them dudes. So anyway, drop I, me a pin. <laughs> well, can't drop you a pin because I don't know where the hell they are. <laughs> I don't forgot because <laughs> if I don't drop a pin, I don't know where they are, and that's what I was getting at. So I forgot. I didn't drop a pin. I'm we're just drinking beer and riding around. And he's like, "Hey man, did you ever check that camera on that scrape?" And I'm like, "What camera on what scrape?" <laughs> he's, like, he's like the one in the forest down that road. I'm like, "Oh shit, dude!" I, I was gonna. Get that out before deer season, before rifle season started. Because I knew once people start going down that road, I'm gonna lose that. Yeah, camera. you were supposed to get it out like two or three days, I think. Yeah, I it's that it. thing for like a month and a half or something. <laughs> so a couple days ago, I reminded myself after about three times that I forgot. I said, "Man, I'm gonna go out there and go get it real quick." So I grab a couple of beers, throw the dogs in the back of the side by side. We took off about five miles down the road. We ride down there. I rode in. Sure enough, the scrape's still there, although it's just grown up now. You know, it's not being used as much. The camera's still there. I'm like, holy shit! I am so surprised. So I stop, pull the camera off, and, and take off. I get home, and I can't wait to throw that card in there. I'm going to freaking, it's going to be a monster for Lee. Bro, there were more people on that camera than there were deer. I shit you not. Yeah. It's a main, like, main road. It's a main road, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I told Lee, I said, you know, if you go to some of the little, like, little obscure trails, you know, where you don't get near the trails, nobody goes in those woods. But down that main road, there were they, they would go in at, like, like I said, they went in at 7, and they came out at 9. Yeah. And they went in at 1, and they came out at 3. That's crazy. And, I mean, it was, like, two-hour intervals, people That's going, in, going, out, public, going in, going out, going in, going out. constantly like that. I mean, well, it's dog season, and they're there for the dog honey the, the they go in they get on a stand the dogs run the dogs don't go by them they're like fuck dude i'm going back to the truck to drink beer yeah. so they roll right back out there to you know and this is 500 yards in they probably weren't in there that long you know i don't know how long how far they went in there but they weren't in there long you know walked in walked out walked in and i bet i had 40 different people on that camera. <laughs> 
Holy shit. I mean, it, it is just full of people. But I'll tell you this now. You'll go down that road one night, and a freaking show enough 170, 180 class deer will bounce across the road like it's nothing. Look at you like you're stupid in the headlights, and then keep on going. Dogs don't uh, wait. Within 10 yards of him a couple and times. And will lay right there and let them dogs run all around him and just lay there. If the dog ain't biting him on the ass, he ain't going to get out of the bed. That's it. I made a rabbit hunt with a guy last year, and uh, they, they own a little piece of land inside of Chitta, and I'm not going to name drop him, but he showed mm. me some pictures, and I know it was in Homestead. I've seen trail camp pictures and whatnot, but when he showed me these pictures of what they killed last year and the year before behind these dogs or in front of these dogs, I was I was astonished. I was like, man. I have personally held two deer over 180. Yeah. Um, multiple 160s. Because I was a taxidermist for 10 years. I owned a taxidermy business right there. Multiple deer over, uh, two deer over 180, multiple deer in the 160s and 170s. And I can't tell you the number of 140s and 150s I mounted that came out of the forest. It's crazy. It, they they come out of there. They're big. There's a lot of acres. It's just hard. It's, 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 I mean, it's hard, hard hunting. Like Cliff really said, is. hell, pretty much all of Franklin County's damn Homochitta. One third. Almost one third of Franklin County is owned by the Homochitta National Park. And when people kill deer that big, they're not advertising it. They yeah. killed it in the National Forest. No, I, got, I got some giants in the swamp in Louisiana. I can show you. Just they got that big because nobody goes in. Nobody after can go them. back right. there. You can't get back there too. Exactly. You know, or you don't. You don't. You don't possess the. Uh, I mean, there are those guys. You never. You ever see those guys? You know, they're they're under the radar, right? You hear about you hear about them, right? Mm-hmm. But you never actually see them hunting. But you go into their room and oh yeah, everything you see in here, I killed on the forest. There's a reason. For and that. there's like one fifties, one sixties everywhere. You, you right? just see their trucks on the side of the road. You don't know. You don't ever see like man that dude ain't even no face. You know what he did? No he parked his truck. Yeah, I mean he parked his truck there and walked a mile, right, on the side of the road to get you know to where he's hunting. That he ain't he. Ain't. I know some boys that do it in Moorfall Swamp and that they'll walk eight hundred, nine hundred yards into that swamp with with uh, they use snowshoes. Like snow, it's so like muddy you walk and nasty. Snowshoes, yeah. and they walk on top to marshal that. And that's what they say. Like you can hunt the levees, and you may get lucky and kill a deer down the road or something. But you know the boys that kill them, they walking in there. And they get in there. It's a hell of a drag out. But if you see these deer, you say it's worth it. That yeah. buck I killed two years ago in the national forest. I was one point one miles in there. Yeah, before I killed it. Yep. That deer I killed in Illinois was I was three quarters of a mile. That was the closest walk I had, and I just got lucky and found a, a road that I could get in. Yeah. Because to go in from where I had been going, it was a mile and a half to get in. So, you know, I got lucky and it was three quarters of a mile to get there. So I cut my distance in half to get in that road. But I had to make a big, you know, big crazy loop to get around. You know, and it, the next time the wind's like that, wrong, it may not be right for that entrance, mm-hmm. and I can't get in that way. You know, so I got to make the. Yeah, make the tough ones. So those are, you know, it's just like it is. But all right. Um, so one thing I wanted to say, we were talking about, like I said before earlier, when I somehow dicked up the freaking recording, we were talking about our deer season so far. And Wayne was telling me how great his deer season had been. It's been wonderful out of Mississippi. Yeah, but how's it been in Mississippi? Alaska and Colorado was great, but Mississippi sucks. Yeah, it's been a tough it's been a tough deer season this year. Honestly, I would think it has. I mean, there's been some I mean, good, big ones starting to hit the ground though. Yeah, mm-hmm. boy, do you see that one? Uh, I mean, I'm still going. Oh, I am too. So you gotta keep at. Yeah, I'm not gonna quit. There's been some big and skill. There has been some good and skill. Matter of fact, I've never been good at hunting. I've just been consistent, and something finally happens. Well, I suck all the way around. I'm a bad fisherman, so I quit bass fishing. <laughs> um, I tournament bass fish for a long time before I figured out I was really a bad fisherman. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised how good you are whenever you got a gill net. It's the craziest thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> a hoop net or a gill net down there, you're catching all kind of stuff. 
Well, when Okissa opened, I went over there with a 14-foot jumbo with a trolling motor, and you could basically throw a naked hook out there and catch a fish. Yeah, it was. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. So I went and bought a $16,000 bass boat. and uh, Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, what was I thinking? <laughs> but I got into the tournament bass fishing thing, man. And oh, I, no, I, yeah, I didn't I go that deep. I bass fished all over, man, all over. Oh, yeah, Toledo Bend, Sam Rayburn, Pickwick, Gunnersville. I went, man, I spent thousands of dollars. That's an expensive-ass sport, too. It's an expensive it hobby. Yeah. It really is. So I was going to show you all, um, this deer it came off. It don't leave much time to work. This deer came off the lease. Dang. That's a 140-something inch. When that? So it's like a muley, the way it opens. Let me see that. That's off your lease? That's the way off it my opens lease. When was that? You need members? Uh, yeah, I was asking, I'm about to ask the same question. <laughs> if I have a bidding war in here for... Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Whoever pays Cliff's pushing, pushing probably around... One, I think he came out right a little bit over 140. Dude, that's 150-inch frame. That's a 140-inch 8-point. Yeah, but I'm saying that's 150-inch type frame deer. That's in Mississippi? Just an 8-point. That's, that's 40 minutes from here where my deer lease is. It's going to be easy to sleep tonight whenever I'm crying myself to sleep. Yeah, I mean, well, look, don't get me wrong. I mean, they don't all come like that, you know. I mean, that's just, that's an exceptional deer. Um, but, you know, I was showing them pictures earlier of some of the deer on the lease. I mean, it's got some great deer on it. Um, it's just so hard to hunt. It's all cut over. I mean, it's thick. Hard, that's hard. That's where they Rifle. It is. Rifle hunting. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> rifle hunt. <laughs> Problem. Um, I don't hunt with a rifle. It's just the way I am. But Wayne's deer season is crappy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my newest stand. Justin? My... Uh, Oh deer season God. is uh, a. That, that's, that's the newest. That's like y'all talking about hard hunting. I, I'm gonna. I, we're gonna interrupt, yeah. Duncan, yeah, because yeah. we're gonna look at this. I apologize. I, no, no, so no. I'm gonna give you a visual of he's he's showing us a picture of his deer stand, and where you would duck it, hunt. It looks like you yeah, swim. It looks like you I swim to it. So he's got a pyro underneath the stand. That's how you got. So you're only hunting little swaths of, of, of open ground. I mean, of high ground. Little, that's, what that's, the that's, what, that's, that's low water with a, with a north wind that's been blowing its ass off about a week straight. Like Pushing all the water out. I don't huh? have any. Like the water's, the water's everywhere. You don't see any yeah, of It makes you, you wonder why deer is. And so the boat being there, they don't. Now, what swamp are, what swamp are you hunting? Can you, can, will you, can you say where you are? Yeah, so I'm, uh, it's called Grand Bayou in Chagbay, Louisiana. And uh, we got 700 acres. It actually should be a dog lease. And uh, believe it or not, I got some really good deer that I had before the storm. Um, like just some just swamp donkeys that you just wouldn't imagine that they oh, have. Wow, that's a great deer yeah, for the. That's a, big that's deer. a great deer. And uh, like just big tight rag, just big. Oh wow, that's a big, big boys that got right away from there. the dogs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then boys, they would shoot just anything that was that was running in front in front of yeah. them uh, catahoules or whatever they were running, and uh, they just became giants and. The storm hit, and I ain't had none of them yeah. boys back. So I'd have really tore y'all's place up. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Aaron. Yeah, it tore up a lot of my, you know, I got a lot of friends who've got places that have been damaged, you know. And of course, Grand Isle's not even there anymore. Oh, yeah, you get an idea how wide that deer is. Look at that. Look how, I mean, that deer's got to be 20 inches wide, maybe even wider. Look how heavy. Think about that in Louisiana. You think Louisiana, you think little bass. Look at the mud. mud. He's got Mm -hmm, mud up to his crotch. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy, man. He's constantly having to piss on his hocks because it's getting washed away in the swamp. (laughs) 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 Poor bass is. 
That's tough shit, just man. Swim up, to it, swim up to it, though. Are you doing right up to her? Yeah, are you doing it? I've heard stories of guys hunting down there and like just throwing stuff in the water, making that splash that deer will come oh. to it. Is that true? Oh, during rut? Like yeah. If you, like you got a, a grunt call and you can make any kind of splash, just like with wood ducks. Yeah. When they, when they, when they're hollering over the over the tree line, if you make a splash, you'll come. It's the same thing with deer. You know, just I'm not brave enough to do it. I like to sit there quietly. Yeah. And hope right. for the best. Yep. Here, I understand deer that. Through the water is something special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's, two deer, that's two deer just, running like that through through waist deep water, it makes them racket. What's weird? Yeah, you got to imagine the, the, the noise that made it probably sound like a herd of elk freaking yeah. running through there. Yeah. We were bow fishing one night, and when we rolled up on a doe, she had water up to her belly, and she didn't act like she worried about us at all. 40, 50 yards, we just went right on past her. She just fed on through. They ain't scared to swim now. I mean, it, it's there's crazy. no way, unless they're comfortable living on that little 25 by 25 yard strip of yeah. land, they have no choice but to swim. And that's yeah. all over the country. The places I've hunted, I, they've never been scared to swim. I mean, they, right? I've watched them swim creeks. I've watched them swim the Missouri River. Yeah, they swim the Mississippi River. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that thing on Facebook. Without thinking twice. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've no hesitation, just jump in. Many years ago, I watched freaking Doe swim McCall Creek at flood stage. Good Lord. And I swear to God. That thing rolling. Look, when I tell you she hit the water like a freaking, I swear I bet she hit the water a quarter mile up the road. I watched her when she bailed off the bluff. And she literally, when she came up, she was damn 10 feet from me. There's a there's a she, guy. Uh, she probably moved a quarter mile yeah. down that freaking bluff in that. Yeah. She came across that something like it wasn't ranger. nothing. Yeah. The park ranger they had. Uh, so he shot a deer and wounded it. it. It went in the river at X mile marker. So he went to the ranger station to tell them about it because he had to go on the other side of the river and you know get permission to go track it or whatever it was. The park ranger gave him coordinates and said, "Hey, the river's running this fast right now. If the deer went into the mile marker, you say you need to go pick up your blood trail here." He went across that river, crossed the bridge a couple miles down, went back on the other side of the river. I don't remember. I'm not gonna lie and say how many yards it was or whatever, but it, more than you would think when that deer finally got across and he picked yeah. up. Right on the blood trail, ended up finding that deer. Oh, right. And they just yeah. have it down to a science with how fast the river's going. You know, I guess the and, average yeah, the speed drift. of the deer is yeah, how, yeah. how how far he's going to drift according to how fast he's going to go across. Yeah. And when he told him that, he's like, yeah, yeah, right. And he, he sure enough, he went to that where the park ranger told him to go to, and he picked up blood. You know, no, pretty sure. fairly easily. Yeah. That's pretty neat, that's, right there, to yeah, be able to do that. Crazy. Just the math involved. Yeah. You know, hell, I can barely do two and two. You know. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I mean, yeah, what I mean, hell, he, Cliff said he was number five and he was number six when yeah. we was. <laughs> Well, I was count. I was uh, look. He I don't said if it don't have dollar signs in front of it, you don't know. <laughs> How many beers have I drank? I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah, I can't. One, two, three. I, I mean, I literally pull my toes and pull my shoes off to count to twenty. You know, so I mean, how I, bad I am. They made the comment when they got here about the hunt this afternoon. I'm dying. To yeah, hear. I'm sort of wanting to hear too, but I, I got to give Duncan his chance, man. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me your, give me oh, your yeah, deer season so far. Oh yeah. no, because we interrupted him because Logan's gonna pull out a picture of this freaking swamp. Amazingness. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool though. It really is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just been a slow year. Took my son. Usually, my son's done killed. Hey, my oldest boy, he's ten. Oh, he's usually he, he's killed two in his life. And usually we get one pretty early in the season for him. Get him a doe, and he's pretty happy. Yep. And then I can hunt a little bit by myself. So I've been taking him a lot, and I've only got three hunts. And uh, I got one. I got a doe Friday morning, uh, Christmas Eve. And I always have good luck right there. That the, from the the 18th or the 20th till about Christmas Eve, I have really good luck. Usually I kill most of my deer right then, or either after first of January. That right after the first of January. 
But I usually that's my favorite time, man. I usually catch them just roaming the first week of January, and then they're chasing after the first week of January. That's the time frame I always get random bucks show up on camera. It might be for a day or two, but it's Mm -hmm. always during those dates. Yeah, but uh, you want me to go into that? That that yeah, tell me. Yeah, you you said you'd killed a doe, right? Yeah, killed a doe. Oh. I picked up this little piece. It's 30 acres right down the road from the house. And uh, put some cameras out. Had a, I mean, just a good 100-inch buck. I mean, and I'm the type... If it's state legal, I'm good. I'm tickled to death. It yeah. don't yeah. bother me. I'm okay with it's, that. And I hunt with my bow only. Oh, and and I guess that's why I switched to the bow full time because I don't feel as bad killing small deer. And so, <laughs> well, like that is the friendly on Facebook. The reality of he things. He fits right in, don't he? <laughs> yeah. The reality. I told you you got to like spot him. at this table. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's laughing because it's so relatable. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The reality of where we live at though I mean 100 inch deer it's a nice deer yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, Look, I'm, I'm showing you, him on Facebook if, if you're hunting <laughs> if you're hunting public especially in down here I mean even though there are giants in the woods man those deer you know I've, yeah, I've hunted the national forest I've hunted the national forest since I was about 10 years old so almost 40 years my biggest deer to date is pushing the 150 mark but I've only killed 5 deer over 140 that's pretty damn good. Dude, That's I, good. I've seen a 50 In 40 seven. years, I've killed five deer. I mean, they just don't come that damn often. I've, I've seen a 50-inch seven-point this afternoon, and good, good thing that the door was latched, and I was in a box thing because I was about to fall out that some bitch from breathing so hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, but that is what it's about, especially for you. Like, you know, as, as, a, as a journeyman, you know, beginning bow hunter, uh, what I told you earlier before I dicked up the, the recording, shoot everything. Mm-hmm. If it's state legal and you're not breaking the law, man, shoot that son of a gun. But anyway, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Oh, I hunted the evening before, had a doe, or a deer come in and blow, blow on me. Oh. She, uh, I guess, crossed my trail, and I'm assuming it was a doe because usually them bucks when they they don't usually just well, they go. sound different too. Yeah, yeah. this one was make no a, mistake. A yeah. buck sounds different when he blows, yeah, and she nuts. just went. No, I mean, she would run, blow, and then come running back. Blow, yeah. Just, yeah, definitely uh, a doe. God yeah. knows, I have experienced that recently. So I I slipped out that evening and then went back the next morning and. Um, I spooked a deer walking through this lady's yard, and I can only assume this was the deer because it went that way, that direction where I was headed. So, so I you got to cut through her yard to get into the woods. Yeah, <laughs> I parked right there. In Are you driveway. hunting in Atlanta? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm only urban deer hunting. I'm maybe 250 yards from her back porch. Her, her property's not deep. It's wide. Right, so when she we're, when we're, when we're, when we're off the air, you got to tell me who this is because I bet I know who. Oh, you, yeah. I bet I yeah. know where you're at. And. I spooked something going in. I went on back there. It's four daylight. And it's usually I'm pretty bad about getting out there before daylight. I'm usually walking in, no lights. No, I'm just easily walking in at yeah, like, 6 37 o'clock. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I got in there before daylight, got set up, got in my I, I saddle hunt. So I got set up, everything was set up, everything good. Um, and I pulled out my headphones to listen to a podcast because I got a bunch of podcasts I needed to catch up do on. Do you listen to podcasts while you're hunting? I do not. I, this is the first time ever. Usually I'm I with my ears not as much yeah, as my I do size. Too. I hunt my ears so I need them so I, I'm plugging my phone up getting everything ready and all of a sudden I said oh here we go and I leaned out from around that tree and looked and saw a deer coming down the hill and it was like I said it was it was still pretty pretty dim and she piddled around down there a little bit and I heard something up the hill I said, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's that 100-inch bug. 
and she went nuts. She lost her shit. She just started stomping, blowing, backing up, going forward, stomping. I, didn't, I was like, what? And I, I assumed maybe a bobcat or a fox, some coyote or something. Yeah. I said, she wouldn't do this for another deer. So I just leaned around that tree and just sent it right in the powder house. And uh, she ran off. And a buddy of mine told me, Brad, I'm gonna give you a little shout out on this. He told me, he said, if shoot a doe, it's not gonna hurt you. It's not gonna mess you up. He nah, said, I promise really. you, with a bow, it's not. So I sent it and she run off and that buck come running down that hill like he was on fire trying to find that heifer right there and he run around in circles and I could see he had horns but I didn't know how big and he just was just searching didn't matter her. you just proved you just said it don't matter well, uh, well I, try to, I try to go I try to stay state legal <laughs> and, and uh, finally it got enough daylight I mean he stayed there 15-20 minutes he's looking close for enough her. to the Louisiana line right <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you can legally my... kill a spike now can't you you can. You, you get one. Your first deer, yeah, you get your one first deer. deer is any buck, any really? size. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I would have sent. I would have <laughs> said I shot it first. We've been having two deer. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yes. yeah, you could. One, 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 one of your bucks can be. I think anything. that's three years ago. Now they changed that. You got yeah. one. I think that most people consider it like a call buck tag. You know, if you got a non-state legal deer, you want to get out your herd. It's kind of like a not an excuse. Well, I guess a, I need to go back over there now. But yeah, it turned out it was a spike. It was just had about four inch spikes and. And it piddled around and got up the hill, and I blew that grunt. And he threw that head up, and I blew that grunt a couple more times. He put his head down and walked off, and he said, I don't want none of that. No, that's <laughs> but, too deep of a grunt. But that, I mean, that, that surprised me that he come down that hill just, I mean, he was running, sprinting down that hill. What's crazy why she was doing all the stomping and blowing. Right. That's what I the, blew that, my mind. The freaking does, man, that's why I shoot them. That's a stupid does <laughs> They're constantly him. freaking Man, I'm going to tell you kid. what, a, a deer, deer in general, but does especially, they're just a bundle of, they're bundle of nerves. I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, especially in Southwest Mississippi. Yeah. Everybody's fawns, they're, they're trained every, to look up Thing is trying to kill them. They had know? that picture floating around Facebook. Like I know y'all seen it, where they had that doe. Like it was on trail camera. It was like looking straight up in the yeah, yeah. just like trail. a random deer. Just well, I used to, I used to, <laughs> I used to tell a joke about like when you're when you're hunting deer in the national forest, they come out of the like when they're hunting in the acorn when they're in the acorn flats, they come out of the tree like this. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you know they're looking up everywhere they go. They're just they grab an acorn with their do claw with their claws and like look up it. Like they're putting it in their mouth. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, there's a hunter in every single tree. You know, mm-hmm. it is part of it, man. But man, so you got you one, huh? Yeah, that's good, yeah. dude. Well, at yeah. least you got a good. You know, you got one deer. Yeah, now, right. Yeah, and that's the goal for me every year. I don't. We don't eat no just a ton of deer meat. But we eat deer meat. Don't get us wrong. But it's just not part of our everyday. Well, if it meal. tasted like Sitka blacktail, you right. Oh, of course. Yeah, if it tastes it like that, now, yeah, I, I can take that to my wife. We might be a different story. I think we ate a whole deer tonight. <laughs> Bro, I swear to God, that was that's amazing. Yeah, I got cash money. We can talk more about this. Uh, <laughs> this yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all ain't too far from the house. We can work out something. <laughs> Come over to visit, huh? <laughs> but as long as I get fantastic. one deer a year and my son gets a deer, we're good. Yeah. We're, we're happy. And, it, yeah. and then from now on, it'll be, I would like to kill a 100-plus inch buck. So from here on out, it'll, I'll be hunting horns. and But... 
Until then, I mean, we're going to shoot. You can shoot the spike. <laughs> yeah, now we know. Dude, when now that dude comes out, if he's just too much temptation, man, just. I almost can't afford to process send too it, many man. deer. Just that's the, that's the problem. That's why, like, I, like I am, I, I'm, I, I'm a self-professed tightwad, man. I, I have, I have trouble turning loose that money for a processing fee. So that's why I have my own grinder. I got my own soft stuffer. I can, you know, got a smoker. You take two or three deer to a processor. I mean, that's four or five hundred bucks if you get sausage. Oh, yeah. Around here is way cheaper. Back home, you bring a doe to the processor, you're looking at three hundred twenty bucks. Around Ooh, here, it's yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, it's crazy. That's one deer now because Ooh. like. Yeah. That deer that I took in, that deer that I killed in Illinois, it's like a hundred dollars. You want that deer made into grind meat? They'll grind the whole damn thing up and butterfly out the back straps. Hundred bucks. Oh, that, that's, that's, what, that's what you pork mixture and everything else. They don't. No, that's, they just, don't, that's they, just for grind meat. They, yeah, don't, they don't do much. They, oh, they don't do much pork yeah, mixture. They don't do much of that kind of stuff. They yeah, there are different processors up there. They're, they yeah, they well, see like everything style. up here. I find because I live down there for two thirds of my life, and pretty much everything down there is like fresh. Sausage right. where you actually got to cook it. Like mm-hmm. here, yeah, it's, it's all not, this will pretty be much everything is smoked at 160 degrees. So yeah, so like you can you pretty know, much heat the shit up in the microwave. It's three, it's, it's three quarters cooked for sure, mm-hmm. almost every time, you know. Yeah, but yeah, up there, man, it's a whole different thing up in Illinois the way they do deer meat, and it's just a whole different thing. I wouldn't, it I would never so much from around the country. I would never drop a deer to, off there. To, uh, well, I'm not gonna, you know, up there, you don't get your deer back. Yeah, you can get in the back. They just, they just take a deer and they calculate. Like the pound, they they debone him and say, "Oh, well, you got a hundred pounds of meat. We'll give you a hundred pounds of ground meat when you get, you know." And they'll take freaking two hundred deer and pile them all together and then grind that shit up. Yeah. Which a lot of yeah. them up there, they people just take deer up there and they they well, skin they, them and they everything. Don't they eat do. a lot. Of oh, well, yeah. you yeah. like where we went, they won't take a deer that's been skinned unless you debone him. So, like, if you take him home, you got to skin him and debone him, and then you can bring him to him in, in bags. But if you pull the hide off of him and throw him in a cutting, cord him up, throw him in a cooler, they'll turn you around, send you back. They won't take him. They're weird. It's, it is what it is, yeah. but, I mean, it's just their process. It's well, if y'all donating deer, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all my cell phone number. Before <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. No, we're not going to donate you deer. You have to kill your own because that's what keeps you coming back. You See, can kill a spike. It, you, <laughs> <laughs> the the trick the is, though. Take See, out of <laughs> Hey, this, this afternoon I had ample opportunity. I, I could have get a monster in there. I could have shot a full point that danced around the feeder for like almost twenty minutes. Was he state legal? Oh yeah, should have shot. I mean, if he was if he was a spike, but I mean, I wasn't was, legal. Yeah, I, I was hunting with my bangs. If I'd have been hunting with my bow, that'd have been that'd have been done deal. That's oh why yeah, gotta hunt with your bow every time. Well, that's why you need to take your bow. Take it with you. <laughs> take your bow every time, man. I did All that right. for a while. I took bow and rifle there for a year or so, and I, then I was like, ah, I ain't nah, doing I'm this. Just, I've never it's done that. You ever done that, Lee? I don't even own a rifle. I mean, that was basically. Wayne, do you do that? Oh, you I've bring bow and rifle? Yeah, I've done it a bunch. Have you? I've never. I don't think I've ever done it. Twelve years. I don't think I've ever done. When I, I can't get that thought out of the back of my mind of seeing a giant. It's, like, ho- it's know, hard to watch yards. that deer when, when he's at 100 yards and he's working your way. It's like, all right, I'll give him to about 80 yards. And if he makes <laughs> any kind of sudden move to go in that thing, you know, I'm going to crack him with the rifle. But it's hard to let him get with him. 57 yards, he turns. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're just different people. Lee. Cliff, me and you sitting on the same side of the table, bro. Yeah, I guess there's a reason for that, ashamed. right? I'm not ashamed of it one bit. No, If I yeah. can choose, I shoot every deer I've ever shot with the bow, but I ain't too proud to pop him with a rifle now nope. either. So it's weird because I'm just I don't I don't know I, I yeah I'm I'm sort of at a loss for words for that because I just don't feel that I mean when like for me like when the day that I made the decision that I wasn't going to hunt with a gun no more I was done with a gun Oh I it's mean, definitely a mindset I mean what? like I never bow I mean, hunted I, we're, we're talking trips headed out of state I'm like yeah we're bow hunting but I, 
don't want, I'm, I'll still shoot one with a rifle in Mississippi. I, it don't bother me. Uh, it's like, you know, we were talking about, you know, I, I, I was supposed to go to Texas next week. I can't go. I got a big property that's closing. It was supposed to close this week. It's not. It's closing next week, and I need to be there for it. So I don't get to go on the hunt. He's but, somebody to take you, please? So. Yeah, you can go. $2,900. All right, never mind. Keep saying, keep going. <laughs> I mean, I can get you in, though. You can. Don't, don't mind me. You can ride with Leon. Here, 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 here Leon Stelly? Hmm? Leon Stelly? Beto. Man. Yep, from Denham Springs. But I didn't start bow hunting now till I was 23, 24 years old. And I borrowed a bow from my brother. So really? I, well, that's I about when I started I was, was around 20, I was still nervous yeah. about just going just bow. So yeah. it took me a while to go bow full no, time. No, so it took me. So I started bow hunting at a, I mean, I started at 16, 15, 16 when, you know, my first Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't really start bow hunting, bow hunting until I was around 20. <laughs> well, to me and Lisa were married. So, yeah, I was 23, 24 years old. Um at Fort Hood because they had a bow only area and the reason I sort of what got me started was I, at Fort Hood you had bow hunting only areas you could go hunt whenever but if you rifle hunted you had to have a guide he took you to the stand he put you in the stand he came and picked you up you know and I didn't want to I didn't like I didn't like the idea of hunting so I grew up in the national forest man I come and go as I please you know yeah. I, I, I can go and come and do whatever I want to whenever I want to if I want to hunt if I don't want to hunt well there man you got in the back of a Humvee they drove you down the freaking road. A guy, he'd stop and say, all right, somebody get in this stand. And then he'd drive down the road freaking a mile and say, hey, somebody get in this stand. You know? I and you don't just, know about that. So, yeah, that was the whole thing for me. I didn't I didn't want my hunting dictated to me. So when my buddy said, hey, man, you can bow hunt all you want right here every afternoon, every morning, with whenever you want to, you can come in here and bow hunt. Well, that's sort of what got me back to doing it again. And then that's when was, you started learning, when you're doing it on your own, thinking for yourself like that. Yeah. That's when you, you know, started really picking and then, you know, so I just took that with me. Like, you know, that's just, you know, then I went to Fort Polk. Bow hunting only areas or be told where I can go sit. Man, fuck that. I'll mm. freaking sit where I want to. I'll climb the tree I want to climb. Yep. You know? Yep. So I, I stayed with the bow. And then that's just sort of was the end of it for me, you know? And then once the bow, you know, once like... You hit a point. What? I'll tell you the truth. Remember I told you about that? I missed that freaking deer like at two, ten feet, mm-hmm. you know, with, in Fort Polk. Bro, that was the day right there. That was the day that I said, I'll never put this son of a bitch down. I'll keep this in my hand forever. Because... Dude, I had to. I was sitting down when I shot, but when I stood up, I had to sit back down. Mm-hmm. My knees were. I was so shook. The day it hit me that was experience. like I've never like 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 I was saying. I killed my first zero. It was probably like 20, 20, 21. Kind of on accident. Really squirrel hunting. Shot a deer. But mm-hmm. and I and I got into archery hunting and I, man, I don't know what the hell. That's how we all start. It's okay. Uh, I was about to say that's how you we, take from Louisiana. Yeah, we well, hunting. I, I shot a deer. We, 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 have, we have all. Uh, you so, know what, you if you have never squirrel hunted and yeah. shot a Dude, deer, you're probably in the Dude, minority in this shit. group. So, but anyway, like we didn't have deer where I was from, so it was like you seen a deer track. I didn't even see a deer track when I was growing up, like nothing. But anyway, like I, I just took up bow hunting with a buddy of mine that kind of got me introduced to it and. I, I don't know. It just like it just it just hit me at a young age. I'm that way. I and mean, just, I killed two. I me. had a muzzleloader, and I shot two deer with a muzzleloader, and both deer were like 25 yards. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I can do this I with just, a fucking bow. Yeah, and and look, since then, that's <laughs> you know what's crazy. Never look. When back, I think I back know. on like the deer I've shot with a rifle, most of them were within bow range. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get to think about it, it's like, man, I wish I had my bow. That's, yeah. that's a nonstop well, thought to my head. Most of the deer I've killed within bow range with a rifle. Feel you know what I mean? It just 
you got to get past. Man, I would have a wall full of freaking big deer in here. If I, there's so many, man, know, there's so many. I know just I what you're saying. Up on with a bow. <laughs> you know, you you know, there's to. a lot of deer that I could have shot if I would have had a rifle, and it was rifle season. But it doesn't. I'm not mad at that, right? Of course, personally, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, but then, then again, I'm not mad if somebody wants to well pull out the rifle and. No, I'm not mad know? at it. But I know what you're talking about. You, the, the, like you said, you bring your rifle and your bow with you in the woods because you can't get past that point. Well, if I see a big one and he gets away, yeah, what if? What if? Mm-hmm. So. I've gotten to a point where if I see a big one at 80 yards, the question is not what if I'd have had a rifle, I would have killed him. That that thought never really enters my mind. We know what enters my mind. Now I know where he walks. Yep. And that, that, that's my mind. Now I can start. What, now I know on, what on to do. Now I have I have figured something else out about that chess game. You know, he showed me his hand. Now I know I can make a move. He's walked there before. He'll walk there again. I know I can get my stand. You know, I know to make a move. So that's the way I look at that. I never look at that and say, oh, I saw him at 150 yards. If I'd had a rifle, I could have killed him. It never enters my mind that. What enters my mind is, where's the tree that's 35 yards from there? Because he walked there once, he'll walk there again. Now I got to find a tree 30 yards, 35 yards from And when we were recording that first time, too, I kind of mentioned that, too. Bohan, you always learning something. So You are. You're in that always situation, learning. you could either take it as, oh, shit, if I'd have had a rifle, I'd have killed him at 75 yards. Or you could say, yeah, like you said, now I know where his trail is. You know? yeah. Well, you the said, thing you is, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have dug deeper into That's right. You wouldn't have gotten to, better. Yeah. So if, if you, you, you can see him, you can shoot him with a rifle in a sense. Well, that's true. I mean, and, and like so, I said, I don't knock, I don't knock course, Wayne for taking his rifle in his bow I'm not going to knock I, man. I'm not going to knock I think a lot of me it. though is like like I said hunting around Mississippi that's well, you I grew up, up. you got to be up. I killed my I mean I, I started hunting at 8 with a gun killed yeah. my first one at 9 oh, yeah. with a gun and it's been gun 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 well, I sure. killed my that's first thing, deer man. with a bow till 20 yeah. Right. If I would have grew up in Mississippi, I promise you, I'd probably be just like Wayne. Just because no, I would have no, grew up. I don't well, know. I, mean, I don't I, know because you got you you got a love for that for that bow thing. Yeah. It's just, but I think I would have shot a lot. Would have you would have shot a lot of deer? Bow. I've shot a lot of deer between sixteen and like twenty three. Well, like I didn't go really bow only until about thirty. You know, that's when I went like, well, I'm not, I'm putting the gun down. I'm just going to shoot, shoot a bow. So I've got about 20 years of just like I don't shoot nothing but a bow. But look, from sixteen to about thirty something. That's yeah. about when I tried. I shot shit. Was about shit out of thirty-one, thirty-two. I, <laughs> I mean, I did. I shot shit, it all. The, the crazy thing is, is like, like I said, I can honestly say this, man. Like, I can pass on, not pass. I mean, I can have 150, 60 inch deer, like 80 yards, and I can't get a shot, and it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. But if I have a doe come in at 20 yards, and I don't get a shot, and I don't get a shot, I'm freaking pissed off. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> my guy. We are, we are, we are 100 percent right That's there. That's exactly I'm the same damn way. Yeah, if, I if, mean, like, like I said, I mean, when any time we're talking about hooking going on a trip somewhere hunting anywhere it's a boat i'm not like oh i'm going to take my rifle to do this i'm not you know i'm well i'm 100 bow but look, it's still like i don't know i guess it's just my roots from mississippi i just want well, i, mean, I still I want it. to I got shoot roots to, yeah, i, I, I grew up the same way i want to shoot everything with a bow but i still got that want to just go shoot on rifles I, I, grew, I grew up where I, I don't care if they put you on a stand and said you ass better be sitting right here when i come back yeah i'll be back in a couple hours you better be sitting right here on this stump when i come back for you yeah. you know but wait, and you heard them dogs coming and you just knew Louis Grande like, boy he was coming through the woods you know and instead it was four does and yeah. you couldn't shoot does and they just be oh no so stood yeah, down and looked at you em. like you were stupid I could shoot them <laughs> well like, I I talked, I like we talked we about couldn't. last time I mean I got in trouble for piling spikes up so. oh man I shot some spikes in, in like the National Forest there was a time you couldn't shoot does yeah all you could shoot was was bucks 
Spike got no he got no mercy. Man, I he was the male dope. We we shot them son of a gun so damn hard and fast. We didn't we didn't hesitate to shoot up everything. Yeah. I and mean, we shot it all. You know, if it had horns, we sent we sent lead at it. Mm-hmm. And I another thing's like my seven year old. She's been going with me. and She could shoot that three hundred eight. I was showing y'all. Well, I mean that's different because you got and your little it, one with having you, it you in know? there. And, yeah. You know, if she says, "Yeah, I want to shoot." Well, that's that a whole. Time hadn't come that's yet. a whole different. Or thing. if one of my but, kids tell me, "Say, Daddy, will you shoot that?" And I've got a rifle. Yeah, it's gonna be shot. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not. I got a little. I got a little eight point mounted in my shop, and it's the first deer that me and Tristan ever killed together. I shot it with him. He was with me about five years old, and I was leaning against the tree, and he was sitting against the tree, and the uh, spike in a and a eight, the little eight point in the spike jumped the fence, and the spike in him, uh, I guess probably, I don't know, here to the wall. They are eye to eye. Tristan's sitting, and the spike and the and, and him are locked up eye to eye. And I mean, the spike's got his head down. That spike's eyes are that big around you know and they are locked up eye to eye and I can just imagine what my son's you know imagining right there and the eight point standing behind him so he sticks his head up so I just freaking shot him in the neck you know immediately I had a rifle I mean I was my yeah. son was with me you know yeah, definitely. Yeah. it was a whole that was a whole different thing but when I hunted with me it's, I picked my bow up but you now yeah. if I took my son that's a whole different thing and the whole the place where I've been you. where I've been taking the rifle and taking her is a pipeline where you can see a long ways they can see a lot and of animals and it was set up perfect you know Lee like where I had the feeder at the way everything was growing up it was perfect pigs were coming out deer was coming out and they come in there and just cleared it all out so it's just wide open now well that's what yeah. I mean you can see clear cut it yeah, no like the pipeline oh they cleared the pipeline oh yeah 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 pipeline the power well, line so three now more it's, years. it's 400 yards you got you got three more years before they come back and do it again they run about a three year cycle before yeah. they come back yeah, there, they there again pig spot, yeah they, they messed the whole thing up like yeah. everything went nocturnal no yeah, put a put a put a note on the on the property line that says do not cut <laughs> we stayed away into March. Shit, lately we've been getting more. Well, before you move, you move your camera on that scrape. Uh, what f- a week ago, maybe. Yeah. Before that, uh, Wayne was getting more pictures with the damn uh, people surveying the pipeline or whatever than deer on yeah. camera. Yeah, it, it completely turned off. Like I said, that. you know, it, yeah, when people start to get in there, you know, I said, you know, we I, that scrape in the national forest that we were talking about. You know, I had a. I hope it was on this one. If not, there was a picture on this. Was it on this one or were we? The yeah, one I that I was fucked up. Well, we were on we were on the national. We we'll do a quick recap. We were on the national forest. Me and Lee found a spot. I put a camera up. We got a bunch of picture of people. But before that, there was like a couple of bucks would come in, a couple of does came in, and then when the people started, there was no deer movement. And then about three days after the last person, deer movement again. They were moving up and down that trail. That's you crazy. Know. Well, they, they they respond to pressure so well. I was know? listening to um, I think it was the Louisiana Bowhunter podcast, and they had biologists or whatever it was on there, and they did studies and all that shit, and they were saying that like as far as well, I guess private too, but it's especially public land. They were saying the best days to hunt are. Like Thursday. Oh, I like to hunt. Because I like to hunt they Tuesday said, like, through Thursday. Yeah, they said Wednesday to Thursday is the best days. I like know, because they hunt sense. hard yeah. on the weekend. The deer get pressure and it takes a couple days for them to get fishing, used to it. Fishing's the same way in a heavily fished area. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was talking about earlier with shift work. You, you fish, you fish in midweeks and hunt in midweeks is a is a telltale difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. That's really. really yeah. On Monday, Monday is always the worst day to hunt fish to me because the deer done deer and fish done seen it all all weekend and then Monday it's like oh I done seen this. 
Phantom Beta about 450 times <laughs> yeah. this weekend, so I'm going to lay off. I'm, I'm going to lay off on think, that dude I today. think they did yeah. like some, co- like they collared some deer. Yeah. And they just, yeah. you know. It makes sense. Monitor and all sense. that shit. And that's what they were saying. That their peak movement yeah, was more I can like imagine Wednesday that. to I mean, pretty much Thursday. That's what I like about like what I do now, being as a realtor, you know. Yeah, you can hunt whatever Well, actually, I work a lot on the weekends anyway, because a lot of my buyers, they're up, you know. I mean, I've worked. when they're off work. That's right. They're off work on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So they want to see property Friday, Sunday. So I'm showing property a lot on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, this week. It's, it's always a busy week this week because a lot of yeah, a lot of guys are up. It's actually been slower this week than normal because it's so damn hot. I think a lot of guys said, fuck it, they went home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think a lot of guys said, they just said, man, to hell with this. It's too hot. I'm going home. I'll take a, you know, I'll take a couple no of days off in the next week. Yeah, a lot of them probably are I fishing. Wish, I wish I had that in me. <laughs> Yeah, well, sometimes I do too because I'm hunting. I got I was I pulled my stuff out when we were getting in the doing the saddle thing. I pulled out my turkey hunting stuff. I said, "This is what I've been wearing, freaking in the deer woods." Is my mm-hmm. turkey hunting the lightest stuff I have? My That's what I wore today stuff. too. This evening, as a matter of fact, it's so damn hot. But yeah, so um, well, we need to get the Matt story. Yeah, I was just thinking. I, I trying to get a trying to set way back. Mm-hmm. Matt, you got a y'all had a pretty good hunt this weekend or this this evening? I didn't. One of us did. I, this evening, this evening wasn't my evening. I didn't, I didn't see much of nothing. Well, what about your whole, like your season? I mean, normally, did you go to Kansas this year? Or we, we didn't drive for Kansas this year. So we, my plant that I was working at before shut down. So I was skeptical drawing, trying to draw my Kansas tag. We drew two years in a row. And uh, a lot of people didn't draw this year. Yeah, I was about to say that we had a lot of buddies from around the parish that usually draw and didn't this year. So I think it's a cycle. I mean, like I said, well, what they, they say you're almost guaranteed to draw your first year. We drew our first year in our second year. And I guess, you know, they well, got to give up. What they said, well, what I heard a lot of was that because like last year's COVID, a lot of people didn't put in and didn't go. Right. And this year, all of them put in to go this year. So I'm out. they had yeah. like double the amount of applicants this year than they normally do. The people that I personally know that apply for Kansas this year was like astronomical compared to the last couple of years mm-hmm. and I think we was talking about this earlier I, me and a buddy was talking about this earlier over text is uh, the fact that duck hunting's gotten so like bad the last couple people of years deer hunting way more people are well, deer hunting I, I love what, to see it don't get me wrong it's hard to shoot but ducks in 70 degree weather right yeah. they ain't there they, they no. up north you know no Look, but man, uh, I see it firsthand with the, with the taxidermy part of the, yeah. the duck side of it is I mean, th- th- just there's no ducks, man. And well, you gotta have some cold weather. Yeah, you can't push the, them down here. I mean, I'm still cold. taking in a lot of ducks, but all the stuff I'm taking in are from like guys that from here that leave and go to Kansas, Oklahoma. Yeah, Missouri, and somebody and even stuff. even down here, somebody's always killing them boys that stay on them. I got some friends by the house that they're just killers. I mean, and they live to do it. I remember days where if you'd have told me five years ago, like I would not make a duck hunt this year, I'd have told you you crazy, man. I, I was this, but I, was I have transitioned person. completely. Yep. I'm about to sell all my decoys. I am done with duck hunting i might make a mild hunt or two in natchez that area but as far as hunting in marshes and venison all you, you can have it i'm not interested hey, duncan you need a little bit more that deer meat <laughs> yes sir but uh, but <laughs> overall overall this season a of deer meat. <laughs> I might have to steal a little piece of that. <laughs> we uh overall I usually uh I started doing an out of state thing uh I guess seven years ago. I started doing out of state deer hunting stuff and that's really when I started transitioning and I figured out that I'm uh, a lot more of a deer hunter than I'm a duck hunter these days. Yeah. Well, but, you uh, get to places where you where you see deer movement in this natural like Mississippi is not a good example of what natural no, deer movement not is. At all. You know? It's just not. It's deer do what they supposed to do in, in the places out there. Yeah. I've been fortunate. I got some great friends that I actually I will say this. I'm 
if it wasn't for duck hunting, I wouldn't have met some of these people that I did because I got a sure. duck hunt down in Venice for six years, and the people I've met through that, I'll, I'll never forget. You know, I got great friends. I talk to daily from that stuff, and a lot of my out of state hunts were lined up through that. You know, we kind of got this talking shit in the duck blind. Hey, like, hey you like the deer hunt too? And it for the first couple of years, it was like, all right, you know, don't worry about paying next year. You know, you come duck hunting, and I'll come deer hunting, kind of thing. And you know, obviously yeah, they brought it awesome. first, but made some really good lifelong friends. Well, doing that's that. sort of how I ended up in Illinois. You know, yeah, ran into a guy. I, I heard that story. Gas station, I, when I heard man. that in a podcast, it's like, and that's how I am too. I don't ever miss an opportunity to talk to somebody, and not always like you. I remember you said you you didn't talk to that guy thinking like, oh, let me try to get it in into Illinois. Oh no, it's it never, was never like the that. Thing. It always no. just it was just like you deer hunt, I deer hunt. Exactly, you and bow hunt, I bow hunt. That's yeah. a great thing about hunting is always like a common conversation piece. That's like right. And if you can make conversation about it, you never know what comes comes through. That's exactly right. So, but I pride myself like my my girlfriend probably is like you know everybody. It's like no, it's just I don't know that guy. It might it might look like I know him, but we're just shooting the shit, you know. But uh, usually usually my season starts out at least the last uh, five years, six years. It starts out uh, some good friends of mine from South Carolina. I go to. Uh, they call it loco, low country, South Carolina, on the East Coast. Their season starts early. As August fifteenth, well. you can yeah, shoot them with a flamethrower, right? bow hunt, whatever you want to <laughs> shoot them with. August fifteenth, <laughs> it is deer season. So the first year I went down there, and that was my first opportunity at a velvet buck. I cut a little eight point in velvet, and uh, so we just we started doing yeah, that. Don't trip. they have the earliest season in the U.S.? Yeah, in the, the longest season. Yeah, yep. And it's uh, their their velvet season is. Pretty incredible because they got like a huge uh, peanut crop over there. Yeah, and there's a lot of deer in general too in the oh, Carolinas. Yeah. So I've never hit it. I was talking earlier about. Well, I don't know if that was on this podcast or the one that. No, it was on the one I dicked up. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we were talking about you know roadkill deer. South Carolina, I've hit more deer with a vehicle or been in a vehicle that hit more deer. And actually, the deer hit the vehicle. They hit the side more than you hit them. They just be cutting across a cut peanut field or something like that, and they just. Just my, cousin, yeah. my cousin lived in, I won't say South Carolina, and one of the county he was in, you could kill deer all year long. And you just call a report oh, yeah, they, and say, deer is here. Yeah, they have conservation tags. Yeah. They have to. I mean, yeah. they pop. You, you, you going out, to, you know, you go eat a steak at a restaurant or somebody, you coming back through, going to their little hunt camp, and the eyes in these fields is unreal. Just in the headlights, not even shining a light. Just in the headlights is like... You, you Logan's over here going. I can't get an invite. That's what I'm saying. You, you get a couple of coon asses down there. You ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> no, with problem solved. <laughs> Within it down quick. Oh, if, you, if you wanted to, you can get some serious trouble over there. But anyway, that's the last the last you know five or six seasons. That's how my season usually starts. I'll go in August, make a trip, and um, usually have some success. You know, I killed I think three deer in velvet now over there. Really? So it's, oh wow. It's, you know, Dude, it's a good way to kick start the season. Yeah, I mean, so, it's early, too. Yeah, and their doe season doesn't open up, I, I believe, until September 15th. So, usually, we go, and it's bucks only in, in August, come back uh, around that time. Mississippi season, you know, October 1st, Mississippi's open. Usually, could stab a doe or two around here. This year, it was rough. You know, October over here was pretty dead compared to what it usually is. It was. It was not a good October this year. No. It I, was hot, hot. And I, and I think that dry. storm blew a lot of our acorns, uh, or as, as Mississippians call well, it, acorns. In the acorns? Yeah. Well, I'm okay. Yeah. No, let, me, let me tell you. Um, I, I'll say directly just the opposite. This was probably one of the best acorn crops that we've had in eight or ten years. Mine seems late. About a camp. But they, wasn't late, they, were, they were late to fall. I'm about to say, late. We, we, they're falling now. They I, fell I, late. I feel like that's why I Look, don't have a lot of deer on camera. You can, go in, a, you can go in a food plot right now, and it's freaking eight inches tall. 
all my food plots around the lease, they're all seven, eight inches tall. Yep. Even the privet and everything, everything's still green as could be. I'm, I'm, it is I've been a doing weird ground year lately with year. a shooting stick, and That's I can't right. see 50 yards. It's a really weird year this year, but it is. Uh, the acorns have been falling, so the white oaks have pretty much stopped, but the pin oaks, well, I got three giant yeah. pin oaks in my yard, and it's freaking, it sounds like rocks hitting the tin roof. They're, they're like everything. We really, actually, the, the best thing is the last storm helped a lot. This storm will finish it off. These We need these high winds to knock these things out of there, because once they get on the ground and get wet, they'll start to rot within a week or so, right. and then the deer will have to get back to eating food plots and stuff like that, but right yeah, now. Yeah, one of my plots is like the one side is just big pin oaks all along. I mean, you walk down through there, and it's just the ground. It's like walking on marble. Yeah. Yep. yeah. They're everywhere. So the deer are on acres, and that's why the, you know, I, I got a buddy of mine, and he's a religious deer feeder. Now, I feed my deer, but this guy, he's he's a religious deer. His 200 acres, he's probably got 15 feeders. I mean, he's got, he got more feeders than he's able to do with. And it's corn sprouting. It's been on the ground so long. And because they're not coming. You know, and he's like, man, I'm not getting any pictures of any deer at all. I'm like, yeah, because they're all in the freaking, they're all in them white oaks down there. Yep. You know, and they're on the river eating acorns because there's acorns on the ground. It's like walking on, you know, like walking on the gravel. There's so many of them on the ground. I said, they, they're not coming to a feeder. I mean, I quit feeding deer for like all of us. Uh, say November I don't think I put a single bag of corn out in November I didn't feed any at all there was no sense in it because they're eating acorns and right now they're still they're they're starting to come back to feeders right now they're starting to eat more and more but yeah it's just that time of year man there's so many acorns on the ground but anyway I didn't mean to interrupt but (laughs) when we're talking about the acorn crop it's been a massive acorn crop this year yeah so October came and came and went and usually I I like to say not to jitters out so October we all uh, South Carolina's ruts in mid-October usually try to go somewhere within that between the 10th and the 20th is usually their peak rut we try to get back up there and uh usually during that time i'll get up there and the first day i'll try to shoot a doe or two with the bow and then you know buck hunt the rest of the two or three days well this year i, I didn't make it to, October, uh, to south carolina during a rut this year so didn't shoot a doe didn't kill a doe in mississippi you know didn't really have that you know get the jitters out doe so fast forward uh we leave every year halloween night for the last this is my sixth year we go hunt missouri public and mm-hmm. so we love Halloween night like we usually do. Uh, a couple yeah, of my I buddies, buddies they go up there every year. Yeah, and we made a tradition. You know, Halloween night we let it, some of the boys got kids and we let them trick or treat. And then 10, 11 o'clock at night we rolling, heading north, drive through the night. So this year didn't didn't shoot anything until that came. Uh, so you're hitting like the pre rut, right? You're probably you're well when we get up there. First week of October, we usually week of November. Them, yeah, we we hunt our first day hunting is November first, and it's usually where we at is you know it's pre rut. We'll catch two or three days of pre rut. And then usually by that fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, yep. by that time we, we we've been hunting the same you know general area for the last six years. So you sort of learned it. Yeah. Right? So I I can tell you right now I can drop my pens are drop where my lock one's gonna be November first next year. Yep. So it kind of takes the scouting away from it. But we usually use those first couple of days. You know things change year to year. You know may have flooding. You know crop different crops. You know it may go from corn to soybeans to something else. So. Uh, this year, uh, twenty eighteen, I killed my best buck to date. Did you kill like a one eighty or something? Yeah, so I killed. killed you killed a what? Yeah, so it, it, he's talk, he came in talking all modest. You know like how hard it is to work with this guy. Like, right. thank I God, totally thank God they closed the plant, and let everybody off because it's been the easiest time of my life working with other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you don't hear about a 180 every day. So, are you no. telling are you are you telling me that he that, that that hat did not fit for a little while? <laughs> no, they talk more about it than me. They'll they'll bring it up. He like, was driving convertibles. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's funny. So well, for three years, usually in November, that was my highlight is coming back to the plane. You know, I got my skull cap, you know, whatever I may have put a tag on. But so this area, uh, we started doing Kansas and we did like a hybrid trip. You know, we do a week in Missouri and then the second week we go to Kansas okay. uh, starting in 2018, I believe, the first year we drew in Kansas. Do spot and stalk in Kansas. So you're talking which, about two weeks off and yeah, hitting I, the deer woods pretty you know, hard. And with shift work, getting back to the shift work, you know, I take six days off and I have 14 off. Oh, that's there you awesome. go. So it's, yeah. it works out good. So anyway, this area, uh, this area I had going in this year, I kind of knew, all right, this is where I need to be. Historically, it's been really good to me and the rest of my group. And uh, got in there November 1st, you know, we drove through the night, we took a little nap until daybreak, went out there, hung our stands, and we was in time to make an evening hunt. Uh, first evening was kind of slow, it was hot, like historically hot in Missouri this year. And it was kind of discouraging, you know, looking at the you know, 15 day forecast. Like, yeah, Shit, dude, that I was the same way for Illinois. Some high numbers. <laughs> I was so discouraged going into Illinois knowing it was going to be hitting, you know, highs in the 70s. Yeah, not used to it. I mean, usually I'm scrambling, trying to, you know, scrounge up extra long draws, trying to, uh, <laughs> right. you know, like, damn, I'm going to freeze my ass off. But this year it was kind of like, mm, I yeah. don't know how it's going to be. I was happen. the exact same way, yeah. discouraged. But you did, like, like we were talking about earlier in Mississippi, you know, those days, the time is the right time. November seventh in Missouri, you better be, you better have your tree picked out, and you better be just putting in time. Usually by the sixth and the seventh, we all day sits all the way. Just turn the safety right. off and just be ready. Yeah, exactly. So, so I hung my stand on this piece. Uh, had two or three slow hunts. You know, seen a couple deer, nothing. You know, shake a stick at. So we relocated for a couple days. I had a really good hunt. I seen probably 150 inch deer at about 60 yards. And but this this tree I was in in this place, first time I hunted this particular piece. And uh, found some hot sign. You know, actually my first saddle hunt ever. My saddle was supposed to come in through Amazon, didn't. So I had to borrow a buddy of mine's, and I'm like scrambling. I don't have my system together at this point. I have lock-ons from the get-go. Get up with the saddle, picked a horrible tree, and didn't really have a good first saddle hunting experience. And to make an all-day sit was pretty much a pain in the ass. But I did it. But the saddle was comfortable. It was. It wasn't bad. I, that was what a tethered. I don't own a tethered now, but that's, that's what I have is a tethered. I, I have a tethered. I'm thinking about changing. I got a phantom. I got the phantom. Compared to the one I have now, I find it pinched a little bit on my hips, but we'll get into that. But yeah, this this yeah, well, spot, that's a whole other conversation. Just saddle hunting. Oh, you know, for five hours on saddle. Absolutely, we'll have to have that conversation because now we're gonna have Wayne. He's gonna be a saddle hunter. Yeah. Yep. You know, trans. Uh, where where? Yeah. I, I put him in my. I put him in my phantom today, um, and put him up and put him up. 17 and a half foot and 17 foot in just a few minutes you sit in the saddle and then you put the back brace the back rest on there yeah, i hardly ever use my oh, back rest i hardly ever use my back rest you get into them five and six hour sits yes oh and you talk about lovely yeah that's a whole what, other what podcast. kind did you get so the one i borrowed shout out to my boy t boo it was a, a fa, uh, fathom no phantom fathom, phantom teller phantom is what i borrowed because mine didn't come in but the one i have now is an arrow hunter hmm. and uh I, I, it's really comfortable they got the one that splits i don't have the double one. I don't the have the double, double panel. You don't have the double single panel, panel one, and yeah. it, it still cups you pretty good. Oh, yeah, it fits yeah. me perfect. I, I'm yeah, about I a 32 to 34 waist, and it's it's perfect. Yeah. But anyway, I sat I sat in that saddle my first saddle hunt, but I didn't I didn't see. I think it was the second hunt. So that morning was I hung that saddle set, hunted all day. But every deer I saw walked right under my tree. Like everything was perfect. I was over two big community scrapes, and everything I saw, I had three or four does pissing that scrape. I'm thinking. 
thing, and it's only a matter of time for it. And I had some willow yeah. bedding to my. Well, that's uh, something I've probably never experienced though. Is watching a dope pee in a scrape. Oh, yeah, me either. I've never experienced. I think that. I had some video saved on my phone, but it was cool. And I and I've seen it before, and I'm thinking like, okay, you know, if she's getting, doing that, she's obviously ready. advertising she's herself as right. being ready, right? She, all, every single one of them come out that privet and uh, well, I don't know what it's called up there, but CRP looking stuff and like a willow slew, I called it, and bedding just coming straight out of there. Like, all right, it's only a matter of time for the you know drag old sad daddy out of there. So at this point, I'm investing in the spot. I'm like, all right, I seen, I think I seen 11 deer yep. throughout that Pitching day. Pitching my tent, not leaving here, right? Ever. So yeah, but it was hard for me to leave because I you know killed my personal best deer at that other place, which I left that stand in the tree. And we'll get back to that. But I, I think I gave this spot four four whole days, maybe four and a half days, and I think the. I think it was the second day I seen about a 150. He, he come cruising through. The only deer out of this set that did not come within range was, of course, the deer. You know, they oh, get big for a reason. Yeah, because yeah. he's going to get shot for Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful deer. And uh, I talked to some boys in Pennsylvania. I met up there, and he had seen the same deer I described, you know, just yeah. clean temper. You're hunting no public land or you hunting private land? This is public. Yeah. <sighs> So it was hard for me to leave, but the other guy that was, we would go by boat. So the other guy that was with me, he wasn't really on anything, you know, spectacular. He's like, man, I'm, I'm ready to get back to the other place. I'm like, just give me another day or two. You know, I want to see if this deer will come back through. Never did, never seen a deer again. Had a couple of young bucks come through me. Watch, watch a couple of bucks spar, which is pretty cool. Got some videos of that. Yeah, that's pretty neat to watch. So. We went, this year was a 13 day trip. Uh, we, like I said, we didn't drive for Kansas this year, so you know we spent all 13 days in Missouri. So I was confident 13 days in Missouri, knowing what we know about these places, you know, some big deer are gonna hit the ground. Well, weather wasn't cooperating. We're down to like the last, I don't know, four days or so. Uh, my buddy, I went sit in the stand at a home. Originally on that place, he shot a beautiful, you know, chocolate horn. I think it was 126 inch, eight point. Beautiful deer with his bow, you know, he shot a doe too, so he's tagged out. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm gonna go get back in there. You know, they obviously got a hot doe in there. So I go sit there for a couple sits, it ain't really happening. Well, a big front was coming through like the last two days of our trip. So, you know, after 13 days, that the last- around the uh, 11th or 12th? Yes. It's same, probably the same front. Same, you had. same front. So I remember, same yeah, front in Illinois. Listen to the yep, old podcast. Exactly you right. heard that weather came in. Same thing with us. So you're looking at the forecast, and it's like you know the temperatures dropping, but you look at that wind, and up there it was about to start popping. Oh, up there you better get in a sturdy tree because you you in for a ride with that wind. So that's right. I went do some scouting because it wasn't happening. Uh, I told my buddy Brock, I was like, man, I'm going to check out a place I hunted you know three years ago. A little secluded spot, real real thick. I dropped him off on his spot and I went, you know, go look for sign. Well, the river's low this year, so we pulled. A bo- I, I parked the boat and I had to like climb my way up this little sand embankment. Pop my head up, the first five trees I see, and none of us had fooled with this little this little spot throughout the whole 13 days. Mm-hmm. Pop my head up, first five trees I see were you know about as big as my calf muscle, freaking ripped as shit. I was like, all right, that's good enough for me. So here <laughs> I am, here all, I am. That's all the reason saddle. you need to get in a tree, ain't it? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So all, here I am, my little saddle. I'm like, I'm gonna make something work. So I get up there, the wind's blowing in my face, and the the beauty of taking a boat, you know, I don't have many of them mile and a half walks. You know, you can do them if you want, but with us taking a well, boat, suck, we're dude. cutting that out. Yeah, and so you pop it up. And if you walk from where you're taking the boat to, you're walking towards the people that's coming from the parking lots. So that's right. I try to, you know, go against. You're trying them. to yeah, get in you behind hunt public them. land. You got to hunt people more than deer. you do. Yeah. You have to. You have to learn how to yeah, hunt. Yes. And more and more people do. are taking boats. 
but at least the good thing about a boat you know they might have multiple people so they might drop somebody off but you see a boat you know you keep bumping down you know and you know it, yeah the biggest thing on public land talk to people any chance you get to talk to somebody say hey man this is where we at yeah and you leave it up a to lot of them sharing where they're hunting because I, I mean look no, i'd rather share right. with you where i'm hunting than have you walk in on me you're right. exactly right on that you leave it up to them because i mean because i've hunted public for a lot a long time too yeah. and i think the problem with people is is like you said you don't you don't want to tell them where you hunting at if you would just be open with them and tell them hey look because most of them's kind of the same way as you they're yeah. like man i just i don't know where this dude's at I see his truck at the fucking parking lot. Like I, said, know, I just, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather tell you, you than if, you come if, in look, on me. If I know you know? Joe Blow's well, hunting at the here, same place. Yeah, if I know he's hunting here, I'm gonna go somewhere else. You know, That's and, right, and right. It, you kind of work. Well, with I, had each a, other. I had a buddy of mine that he he hunted Natchez a lot. What's that? Hey, hey. And no name driving. Yeah, out. we don't. <laughs> you want me to shut up? Yeah, because I've been hunting there for like. We don't say stuff like that around here, young man. Silence. Hi, he was hunting the public land. He was hunting some public. He was hunting some public land, and uh, and I I had some spots at home with Chitta, and he's like, I just can't get over, I can't get over, I ain't got time, I ain't got time. Remember that. And one. so I remember that one eighteen on the on the. Remember that. I had to go back. And so I dropped that. a pen at my place, and he dropped me a pen over at his place, and we just switched it up. I mean, it was it worked out perfect. I mean, neither one of us killed deer, but I mean, you, you got to talk. Yeah, you got to talk and communicate, and yeah, you do. It was a beautiful spot he sent me, and he, it wasn't like he was lying to me. And look, and before, I, before he finishes his do- his story, we. I need to show y'all this uh, deer that he that he just ran past that he shot the year a couple of years before that 180 with me holding that rack that he he went set up close to the same tree. So he just, he just ran past that like it's no big deal, right? Wait a minute, you didn't you pass this deer? No, 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 no. no in the store. Oh, yeah, yeah, like he just he, 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 you all he did was barely touch on that on, on that deer that he killed. Are you gonna have to tell his story for him? That, that deer, Logan, that, are you gonna tell his story? Those, those horns, those horns that I'm holding had that deer had two different broadheads. They had one broadhead in the horns, and they had are one in the spine me? of that deer. Why the next the couple of pictures? Deer you yeah. I got a, I got so another picture. Go, I mean, I, I'm a hoping this whole story is going to come back to this 180, right? I, if y'all want, oh no, he wasn't man, going so to. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. This humble son of a bitch wasn't going to even talk. Man, just, what did you go. kill a bigger <laughs> you deer? You see what I'm talking about? I killed, I killed my second best deer this year. Look at that broad head on that. Oh, in the the deer I killed this year is more impressive than that deer, just not score wise. You see what I'm talking about? See well, how humble he is. Blind. Are you kidding? Could you imagine the guy? Okay, Wayne. Look at that. What, wait, was that you? Hey, look, so, hey, look so I had to work 12 hours with this guy after he, that killed that after he killed that deer. After he killed uh, that deer? I, that's what I think. He I had think, shot him in velvet. That's what I think. It was like so, a Grim Reaper. Here, here's the thing. Can you imagine the guy? Did you mount him like that? Yeah. Oh, funny. heck yeah. Can, can you imagine that guy, though, right now? This poor, so one day, some years from now, some guy's going to get, hey, man, I'm going to listen to this podcast. And he's going to be listening to it, and we're going to be talking about that 180-inch deer that had a broadhead in his freaking antler. <laughs> and this guy's going to be going, oh, my God, that was me. Yeah. He's because some cool ass from so, Chag Bay is uh, talking about a broadhead. <laughs> broad <laughs> so could you imagine, though, that guy? So I, we talked about what was his name that shot. Um, I, so I missed the deer. Um, we were talking on the last podcast about the guy who shot the one in the uh, in the horn the, the, on the sheep hunt. Right? Oh, yeah. Jason. What was Jason shot the shot broadhead in the antler? Oh, that 180 EQ? Okay, the reason I'm getting that is can you think about this guy for a second? Deer coming in. <laughs> loses his shit so much that he freaking sends an ant that he sends an arrow at the antlers. 
I probably would have. I mean, with now. I mean, and I'm not saying this to be to, to like pick on the guy if he ever does hear the podcast. But could you imagine what that poor guy went through? Oh my gosh! I asked a deer of too, that kind of quality. We're talking about a hundred eighty inch deer. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, shot and twice. your yeah. arrow ended up in the freaking antlers. Yeah, not just that. He he didn't have just one broadhead. He had two broadheads in the same. Deer. And then you got another one in the. So you got a second crack at him and you shot him in the spine and then didn't break him down. <laughs> I didn't shoot him in his spine. No, I'm just saying the guy. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the guy who shot him. I mean, but not don't, you. Don't get him was going in circles and got shot in the head and the horn. Hey, but this deer was still chasing dog. I mean, just think about, you know, first what, off, how resilient the one a deer is. Uh, his spine, was it like growed in there like it'd been in there that, for a couple that, years? Or? So he was shot. The broadhead wasn't lives in him. The one in his spine. But he had a clean hole. I could put my hand through and through, just through the back strap, right under the spine, like barely missed the spine. Just, That's sort of the shot you made on that mm-hmm. uh, on that deer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I've made spot. that kind of shot before where I shot a deer and it went, you know. I'm, I'm, matter of fact, a deer last year, um, the neighbor down the road killed the deer. It was a big six point. Matter of fact, it might have been the six point. I guess it would. No, it wasn't that one. It was a different six point. But um, it was a six point that I shot last year. And he said, I missed that dude's spine by like a half inch. Yeah. He killed him later on the year. I missed him. Well, a lot of people think when they shoot a deer target. He was just ducking the arrow and, and, and the well, freaking. A lot you know, of them, too, think, when, when, you know, when you shoot a deer target and hit it, like, right at the very top of the uh, target. Oh, man, it hit a spine. No, no, no you no, hit no, the no. back strap. The spine's actually the spine's a couple like, inches low. Yeah, the yeah. spine's three or four inches below. Yeah. But that's what, so that deer, um, that was from last year. But, yeah, I shot him, and he, he ducked the arrow. And, you know, he was about, I don't know, 38 yards, you know, and he was a little bit alert. And when that he got down. That's about that distance where you, know, you got to start watching it. You do. And he he got down low, and that arrow clipped him right across the back strap, you know. And so the neighbor killed him a couple of I don't know, probably a month later, you know, on his place. I got know? a story about when I shot the back strap off of with a rifle. We'll get to later. We don't talk about rifle hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I was twelve. <laughs> We might talk about that then if you were 12. But anyway, all right. So, I, I didn't mean to interrupt this, but so I'm a little bit confused. We're talking right now the stories that about your was, second best deer. deer. The deer y'all are talking about right now is not the deer I shot this year. This is The deer I'm talking about right now is my second biggest deer. He walked in that's here the all one modest he, and everything. Like, he was that, just that's what I'm talking about. You know how hard it was to work with this guy? God. That's what I'm talking about. That's, what, that's why you, you had think, to talk about it. Hey, I don't, exactly. bring, I don't bring dough killers on the podcast, bro. No, you do enough for everybody. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm that guy. I bring You shoot enough dough for everybody here. I'm a hybrid. I, no, I ain't too proud of you not doing it. Oh, no, I'm not either. All right, so we're going to finish the story, but we're coming back. We're coming back to this 180. I thought the entire time we were having this conversation, we're talking about a 180-inch deer. Close. No, no, this is the small one that he shot that he's talking about right now. Gee. <laughs> I'm saying he's the most humble. Is that, what is that like a 22 inch freaking? How long is that G2? I'd have walked in here with the What's man. What's the base? How long is that thing? G2? I think he was crazy. See what I'm saying? Like I got the score code. He was, that's this year's deer. Yeah, yeah. right at 12. The G2 12 inches. Don't do but the, the mass. The mass on this one. Oh, that deer's got freaking shit. a ridiculous amount of mass. Yeah, 42 so the, inches. 42 what, inches of mass. mass yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm only here because I'm his hype man. That's the only <laughs> reason I'm. You got to come to tell people about the stuff. That's what I'm saying. He's just like yeah. So I just he's shot like, this decent deer. He's like what is. He's like DJ Jazzy Jeff or whatever. He's Fresh Prince. He's just like, mm-hmm. I'm the hype That's man. crazy. All right. So we're having the story about the other deer that was not as good as the big deer. And then you're going to, okay, you're going to get two stories out of this. That's fantastic. That ain't what I'm good well, for, that, man. That picture right there is deer is not as good as the big one. That's fine. All right. So I finish up, man. So here we are. We like, I, I don't, I'm confused on a day. Uh, They've all run together about about 14, don't 10, yeah. 14 days. They all run together. So we, we are dog ass tired at this point. Everybody's like, it's hot. 
it's windy. You know, nobody. It's, it's to that point where somebody knew we got to get the pep talk, pep talk every morning. It's like, all right, I ain't going this morning. Yeah, you are, bitch. Get up. We're going. So the last the last two days of the trip were going to be nasty. You know, they was calling for 45 mile an hour gusts. Just one of them days, it's like, shit, I really wish I was tagged out right, now, right about now so I wouldn't have to go. Yep. So second to last day of the trip, uh, in the evening, so that morning I hunted my set that I hung the first day. I decided, like, you know, I don't think it's gonna happen here this year. That's fine. Drop my buddy off, he goes to his spot. I go check out this other little spot that I'm talking about. I pop up my head, rubs all over the place, fresh scrapes. I'm like, all right, I can work with this. And it, at this point, I'm thinking 180 inch deer. <laughs> and it's not. No, not this one. Keep on so, going. All right, you're good. So, Logan, I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. So I parked park the boat. I get up, and keep in mind, like I said, I'm fresh to saddle hunting. So I got my little sticks. I got my saddle. I'm like, all right, I'm about to make shit happen. You know, let's see what happens. Wind's blowing in my face, and there's a big willow thicket along the embankment where I'm parked at on this little creek. So I'm like, all right, may may bump a deer out of here, may not. You know, very possible that would be better than there, but I'm going to just have to give up this to hunt the rest of this little piece. So I pick my tree out. You know, I only walk about 80, 90 yards. I get up in this tree. It looked great. It's one of them trees where I'm sure y'all can relate to this. From the ground, you're like, all right, this is the one. You get up in it, and you're like, ain't worth this shit. ain't nope. worth a shit. God, I can't tell you the trees I've got. It's like 90% like, of the trees out there. So, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a syndrome. But that's why, I remember we were talking about in my podcast, that's why I stare at trees for like 20 minutes. That was the most relatable part of that podcast. That whole I'm, thing, I'm like, this is me. This dude's talking about I me right now. I stare at trees going, I can't. If I get in that one, I can't. Uh, I, I, what, I don't know. You got to know what to do. You just go. I don't know what tree to get in, but so, they all suck. Yeah. <laughs> so I get in this tree, there's vines and stuff. So I'm thinking like, all right, I got a good little bit of cover. I get up in it. Like I said, I'm giving up this. I'm giving up my win to this little willow thing. But I'm thinking like, all right, if they hit this rub line, you know, they'll be done shot by the time it gets gets my win. Sure. Ideally. So I get up in the street. I'm in it for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. This whole time I'm like looking around. I'm like, this shit sucks. I ain't feeling it. You know, when you get in the tree and you feel good about it, it's a confidence thing. Bowhunting is all about confidence. I was not confident whatsoever. So I'm like, all right, screw this. Well, my whole thing was I wanted to have a good hunt that last day. So I wanted to at least have my sticks and my platform ready to go for the next morning. Yep. So, you so make my thinking was, home. that's right. I got in pretty early that evening. You know, it was not early, but you know, three o'clock, good enough for a good evening hunt. And I'm like, this shit ain't happening. I'ma just if I get down, I'ma scratch the hump, but at least I'll be set up for the last day, you know, hope for a last day miracle. Pull my stuff down, pull all my sticks down, you know, get everything bundled back up, take off walking. I'm like, I'm gonna find a better tree. You know, there's plenty enough fresh sign here for me to hunt. So I'm walking, I'm looking for a tree, looking at my phone, it's freaking getting late. I'm like, you know what? Screw this shit. I said, I'm putting my back to this willow willow thicket. They had a big cottonwood tree laid down. I sat in the root ball of it. Sat down. I'm like, you know. On the ground? Yeah. I've hunted on the ground before up yeah, there. And I've you know, done some rattling sequences and stuff like that and had some pretty good success. You know, maybe not killing nothing besides in Kansas, but just seeing deer in Missouri. So I get settled in. I put all my platform, my sticks and everything behind this tree, and I'm, I'm settled. So no sooner I sat down, about 130 inch deer pops out from, I'm, you know, cottonwood trees, pretty big tree. In the treetops, a good, at that point in the game, shoot a buck, jumps out the treetops, I'm guessing he was bedding. So I try to stop him, can't get him stopped. At that point, didn't even have an arrow knocked. So I'm like, all right, well, that's a good start. Did you have mind. your release? Oh yeah, my release is on, my release stays on. As long as you got your release, you're right, good. My release stays on. So, he, he bounds off, you know, doesn't really get too worked up, but I was like, all right, very good possibility I'll see him again. 
no sooner he gets out of my sight, you know, at this point, you know, I got an arrow knock, obviously. No sooner he gets out of sight, I hear a little grunt. So I look off, you know, to my left, and there's a doe, you know, coming straight towards me. I'm like, well, she got a buck behind her. I heard the grunt. She pops out in a little, it's a little python field right in front of me. About a what field? Python. It's kind of like marsh grass. Uh, yeah. Marsh grass. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you, brother. Sorry, I got a coon at, coon <laughs> no, 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 you're okay. So, so I just had to get you to translate yeah, for a so second. So python grass is like needle grass. So the Logan thought that the big woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Logan busted out. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> translate a little bit. <laughs> so the, the big woods start about. I need you to go know. from coon ass to English. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bounce all over right here. So about thirty yards in front is where the big woods start. It's kind of open. You know, once again, piping with like cottonwoods and willow trees and shit growing in it. Real, you know, deer looking stuff. So this doe comes out. This buck stays on the tree line. It's a it's an eight point, but you know, brow, no brow time. So it's a pretty like a fifteen six point mm-hmm. so i'm looking at him i'm like you know can't shoot him missouri gotta be four point on one side i probably wouldn't shot him anyway this doe works her way she is three yards from me like i could spit on her head and she is the wind's in my favor she is like eyeballing me trying to figure out what i am this whole time this buck's behind her grunting you know he made a little scrape and everything well she finally gets to where she's she gets behind me and she's in my wind well she shoots off the buck the little buck gets right behind her and they go you know off into the sunset out of the way. I'm like, all right, that was a cool experience. So I'm, you know, been down texting my buddies, like, just had a really cool thing. This doe was so close, you know, I could see the wetness on her nose. She was close as shit. Mm-hmm. As soon as they get out of sight, I could barely hear them at this point. This, the buck I would eventually end up shooting swims the little creek, or it's more like a river, swims the little creek, and I see him, and I see his, what ended up being, like, I guess you could say his bad side. He had like, cur- his times were curled in on one side, so mm-hmm. he'll, you'll see in the pictures, but I see that side. Well, I'm thinking immediately, I see the body side, I see the, you know, he's mature damn, like, holy shit, that's a shooter. So I give him a couple grunts of snow reason and everything. Well, he gets to raking, he rakes two or three trees and just freaking puts on a show. I'm like, this is no, that's a show point, right there. At this yeah. point, he's 65 yards, you know. Wind's good for me and everything. So I'm like, holy shit, I gotta try to get this deer in range. And this is, you know, getting later in the evening. I think, I think, looking back at my text, it was like five, five twenty when I seen him that first time. So he ends up getting on the same trail as that hot doe and that little buck, and he takes off on that trail. I'm like, all right, he ain't coming back. You know, up there, you ain't pulling a buck like that off a hot doe trail. That's right. So just last ditch effort, you know, before the evening ended, I gave him another, you know, grunt sequence. Rattle, not, I didn't rattle. Grunt sequence and a snort wheeze. I'm thinking, all right, the evening's over. So once again, I go back on my phone, text my buddies, like, just seeing a damn smoker. You know, I'll be back here in the morning. No sooner I put my phone back in my pocket, I look up and he is coming down this deer trail and I'm hunting. And he straight through the pythene. And at this point, this point is late in the evening, so I'm, I kind of get more free with my gotta movement. Go. Gotta go. Justin, good, 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 good to see you, man. Appreciate right, you coming, buddy. Man. Right, Take it easy, man. You, man. Am I blocking your hand? The keys in your truck. They can be. He <laughs> said <laughs> they can be. I got you, bud. Man, I'm out. So. This deer is coming back at me now. Well, it's, it's later in the evening now. I got the shadows in my favor. I kind of get from a cross position to I'm, at this point, I'm standing up fully. And I, this root ball is so tall, I still got a good backdrop. So I'm fully drawn. He's at 35 yards. He kind of turns. 
I'm like, I could shoot him here, but I'm not gonna, I'm gonna wait. Sure enough, he puts his head back down and keeps coming on that trail. He ends up at 16 yards. He got between two little sapling trees and I freaking let him have it. Freaking released the arrow and just everything you want to see in a bow hunter with a nocturnal, just absolutely drilled him. Right through the border so room. Oh yeah, so at this point I'm like, all right, I just pulled this shit off. And so I still got my saddle on, so technically this is my first saddle deer. I ain't <laughs> I ain't in a tree, but I, I still He's score saddle hunt, saddle hunting a root ball. And, and that's, that's what's cool about him because you can adapt quick. You know, you can adapt. It's like you can adapt to anything. That's exactly right. So, and then before I get into the recovering all that shit, all that shit, the. Every single one of these deer that I seen, guess what tree they walked straight under? The, the, the tree I was set up in. Yeah. So I don't know what would ever happen with the wind and everything, but it was a good spot. It was. You know, it's crazy because sometimes the, the, you get in the tree and you're thinking, man, this is, I can't see here. I can't do this. I can't do that. But it's, there's no way deer that deer going to do, especially know? when they're chasing. Well, the, the, the deer that I missed saw him twice within 30 yards of the tree that I was in, you know, and I was not feeling that tree. And I, you know, I, I had even messaged Mike, you know, after he shot that doe, I'm not feeling this. So I'll get down, but dude, they're twice within 30 yards of that tree. I have you know? several deer on my wall that I, no lie, honest to God, sent the same exact text. Like, I'm not feeling this. Nothing's going to happen here. And it happens. You and know, it happens. that's the beauty of being up there in that time of the year. Oh, you yeah. never know. He didn't have to leave the boat. He could have hunted out of his boat and shot that deer. Yeah, so <laughs> could have shot him when he's. I go pick up. I, so the deer is killed now. I hear him crash. I'm, you know, completely confident that I absolutely smokehouse this thing. So I'm all fired up. You know, texting in the group message and everything. <clears throat> I go pick up my buddy across the river. Pick him up. He never checked his phone. He had no idea I shot. So he gets in the boat. You know, he's being all, you know, don't, no, no, yeah. no fist having nothing like that. I'm like. Like, damn, bro, like you had a rough hunt or something? <laughs> I had no idea. Man. He hadn't seen the text yet. So, uh, the humble guy he is probably, he didn't even tell him. I didn't, I didn't say anything. So, he, he, he he's, you know, I'm at work all hyped up. I'm like, he just shot a bug. He's yeah. taking his time, putting his bow back in the case and everything. I'm like, I was like, all right, bro, you ready? He's like, yeah, he's putting his life jacket on. I said, man, we're just going right back across, which, you know, life jacket, whatever, but we're just going right back across. He's like, what you talking about? I said, bitch, we're going to trail a deer. Like, what you mean, what I'm talking about? He's like, you shot? I said, yeah, I shot. He said, a doe? I was like, no, a buck, a good buck. So at this point, he's high-fiving and everything. He looks at the text. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, you know, you know, fast forward, we're back to the spot. Well, where I parked the boat at, <clears throat> I walked in. Like I said, 90 yards the first time. Ended up walking probably another, you know, 60, 70 yards to where I sat by that treetop. I pulled the boat up further this time so we didn't have to drag the deer as far. Well, I pulled the boat up, just so happened, you know, I shine my, it's dark at this time, I shine my spotlight, I can see big old, you know, paw marks, you know, hoof marks going yeah. up this embankment. I'm like, I don't know if this ain't where this deer might have crossed that. Sure enough, I get to the top, the pipe being soaking ass wet, and it was dry, so I knew. Yeah, that's right where he come up at. Get a, I, I crawl up right where he does. Sure enough, I see the, the trees he scrapes and rubbed on. You know, I can see, you know, the deer sign I watched him make. I was like, all right, this is definitely the trail he took. That's pretty cool. I ended up, you know, randomly pulling the boat up right here. So we get on the trail. You know, he ran probably 60 yards. got it all on video and the whole recovery and everything. And we walked oh, wow, up on him. He's, he's bigger than I thought it was. Like, I knew he had some trash. Obviously bigger. Yeah. What did he end up scoring? He was 155 and 3 eighths. Hey, as, uh, as a yeah, mainframe nine, he had two kickers. He was 11. Heavy ass deer. Yeah. So, he had that one weaker side. His tines just curled in. It was, a, it was close to the same length, but they just were shorter because, yeah. you know, they curled yeah. in. But beautiful deer. You know, like I said, I think he's more impressive than the other one I killed frame-wise. 
much, you know. Just you get to do that. Forty-two yeah. inches of mass. Yeah, that much mass. And forty-one inches of mass. Everyone who's held so far is like. But me and Logan are like we're on the same page here. Yeah, well, you can one fifty, one eighty, thirty more inches of antler. Your one eighty was a giant buck, but it had big long tines. And 16 scoreable points So yeah. I mean That so gets you some So it's easy freaking, to get Yeah I mean unless I don't know A coon ass shot While it was snowing too So I mean That they got to count for Yeah something. fuck that I'd have been sleeping In a hotel <laughs> Too cold Talking about I'm so, cooking yeah, you're, so, <laughs> you're the big time Turkey hunter huh Yeah Yeah I, I almost ran my quiver dry Cause you get a turkey tag When you fall to <laughs> Missouri I shot three damn arrows At this one little group Of turkeys And these bitches Were jumping at like Mario <laughs> So, Jump in the air. Yeah, so here I am. I got one arrow left. I got it like Mario. I got Christmas decorations out. I got Luminox stuck in the damn mud everywhere. I'm like, all right, I ain't shooting my oh, last arrow at turkey. You decorate for Christmas up there. All my good broadheads are done shot at these stinky ass turkeys. I'm like, man. So I'm down to one arrow, and this arrow just I had shot three deer previous with this same raised broadhead. Rage hypodermic, three deer previous with the same. It was just like my coyote arrow, whatever you want to call it. No idea why it's even in my quiver. And just so happened I shoot the biggest buck of my life with it, you know, 10 minutes after that. Retire that one. Yeah, that was a 15 minute hunt. But. Holy shit. That was, well, the whole hunt was just pretty short, huh? That's why you didn't tell them it's not a long story because it didn't happen so fast. Yeah, it's a good story, but it's not a long one, I guess. Yeah, it happened fast. Yeah, like super fast, like a 15 minute hunt. Yeah. Was, you got into the stand, deer came out, you shot him. Uh, the turkeys came out. I shot three hours at the turkeys. As soon as I turn around from shooting at them behind me, I got a little, you know, 14 inch eight point come walk around under me. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'll take a little video of him. I'm watching that's him That's where go my story me. stops. <laughs> <laughs> hey, most, it took everything in me not to shoot that eight point. <laughs> so they had a blizzard coming in, so, so I couldn't. So I shot this 14 inch eight point, and then this monster came out, and I didn't have no tags left. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. That's Lee's story right there. <laughs> so I, I filmed a little eight point, and this hunt, I couldn't. Couldn't stay long anyway. They had a crazy blizzard coming in, and it was a long boat ride we was taking. And where I ended up on the backside of this piece, I was by myself in the boat. All my buddies were on the front side, so I'm yeah. like, "All right, you know, I'm not gonna risk it here." And it gets white wall with the snow and the fog and everything in the river, so I was like, "I'm get out around five, you know, go back a little early and just at least get on that side." Yeah, make sure you're safe. But at the end of yeah. the day, safety is more so than three, anything. So three, I got in standing right around three, killed a deer at like three fourteen, three fifteen. After I filmed a little eight point, you know, some of my best deer. Hunting has been like in those, been on the stand 15 minutes. Yeah. Families, yeah, there yeah, yeah. I just when is your day? When is your day? Yep, you yep. Know, I had I got several stories like that too. They just they just happen, but it all comes to just putting time in the woods, man. It yeah. is. And I mean, you, that's, you that's a time being, you're gonna have those days every now and being yep. where there are big, being where there's good deer hunting, absolutely. Know? I mean, you know, if, if you're in the middle of downtown, wherever, probably not gonna see 180 inch deer. I'll be, I'll be know? the first one to tell you, I, I just addressed this, you know, I'm sure some. My friends will hear this And I'll probably get some shit about it But I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you I'm a pretty lucky dude I've had some shit happen to me That I wish other people could experience But So you got a horseshoe up your ass I do I do <laughs> Craig that's the first time I hear that No it's not <laughs> He's never heard that before huh? But but it comes down to and, and my close friends And people who follow me And everything on social media They know I put my time in Like this trip Yeah I killed the second biggest deer In my life And I seen one other going But overall it was a really slow year In Missouri But yeah. I logged a hundred 20 something I think it was 127 yeah. hours by the yeah. end of the week that's a lot of all day sits in that heat like that and yeah it's a lot of luck but you can't get lucky sitting on your couch at your house you gotta be out there I mean, well no. I say all the time every, at the end of every show I say the same thing you cannot kill him on the couch no <laughs> sitting at you your house is not gonna get him done you you cannot you gotta get in the woods if you sit there and follow the moon chart and follow every weather you know pattern or you're never gonna hunt 
Nope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what we were talking you, about. You, the you, other might day hunt, you might hunt two or three days out of the year. Yeah. If you were doing that this afternoon, you wouldn't have went on no. the but this afternoon was the best hunt I've had well, in Mississippi. I can, I can show yeah. you pictures from hunting in Mississippi yeah. over the past five, six years. Pictures of me in a short sleeve shirt and some blue jeans. Because I was like, you know what? I'm going to go hunting, but I'm not going to see anything. Dude, I went, and I went, you just go, go for the heck of it. You've only got a 90-day window, guys. Go, go for the Deer heck of it. Deer season lasts 90 days. If you got somewhere you can go sit and you got a you know you might as well a decent win, yep. just go sit. I mean, that's well, me. I've killed more deer like that so in exactly. a pair of blue jeans. That's like some lacrosse. Going you know, these pants with lacrosse with a different shirt this yeah. afternoon and seeing five if, bucks. Yeah, that that goes back to like all right, so we we're all uh, we're all into uh, game cameras and you know you got. <laughs> 200 freaking cellular cameras or whatever. Would you say you have 11 or 12? You have 11. So I bought my first set of cell cameras today. Two. Oh, you, you hooked. You Tacticam. I bought two. I said, go back and buy eight more. Oh, so, so your cell cameras are the same amount as my house note every month. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now, he's got like a. I can he's turn got like the a, cameras off. So, so he's got you like can't a. cut the house note off. He's got a. He's got <laughs> a so he's got a cell phone bill and then he's got a cell camera bill. Right. <laughs> They're about the same. Hey, a man is listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I got my dad one for Christmas. No, don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, we just joking all that free. Please tell me your wife. Don't listen to this because we I got my so dad true. one for Christmas and I set him one up and he has had me in a group message with him and my uncle and he has sent me 40 pictures a day. I'm like, yeah, that's the same six point. <laughs> you been seeing but he, he ate up with it. I said, yeah, now you see why I used to send you every deer that I got on camera. It's addicting. It's like, it's like so social media. That's what I was going to talk about. So, like, here's like what like really sort of like gets my goat kind of thing, you know? Like, um, that deer I called I called uh, um, short twos, right? Yeah. Beautiful frame. He's, he's short on the twos, but he's got great frame and everything. December the second, you know, these days. And I go back and look at the camera, and you know, I like look at the camera, and then I'll go back and look at the weather and go, damn. You know, it wasn't necessarily 30 degrees outside. And, no. he, you know, it was 60 degrees and he was walking in the broad ass daylight well, at 11 o'clock. Like you, said, you know, we want to know something like crazy tonight. We went if we if we based tonight's hunt off of just what was on the camera. All we would have had was a full point on the camera. But that's right. I seen, deer I seen four of the bucks tonight. That's right. Yeah. Two of them, which were shooters. You know, well, that's what I'm saying, you know the, the, the deer that I missed. The deer that I missed. Yeah, the, the deer that I missed walked behind the camera. He didn't right. walk in front of the camera. You know, he walked behind the camera. Yeah, you're gonna like it with the earbud. This is way better. Oh, it is. I'm, I say, man, I once, you know, I hate that y'all are all. Everybody was sort of here. I don't have the splitters and everything to get. Do you. I sound this stupid in your headphones too? Oh yes, you do. <laughs> You sound just you look that. even stupid. We, we, we crazy. all we all <laughs> yeah. do. The good work. thing it's not video because we all look stupid. Hey, so. What's even worse is it like next week when, when you your listen shit drops it. and you sit there and listen to it when you're at work. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you'll be like, I hate, I hate listening to myself. Did I really say that, oh, like, man? I really need to stop drinking beer and talking on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> man, listen, listen to episode three. <laughs> that's a, that's a, what do you need me to do? Turn it down some? A little bit. Cliff had to finish uh, that. I think you're on this that Leave it right? yeah, I, 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 I don't know what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. 
<laughs> oh, that was, that was gross. Lee had, what, you were 22, 23 in? Fuck I mean, yeah. that dude couldn't make a coherent sentence to save his life. <laughs> oh, and she said, come on, man. The Kodiak one is long, but it, it, if you listen, especially to Lee, you're going to get cracked <laughs> up. So, so if you if you from home, you should have heard the terminology, you you were bent like a shrimp then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking 10 20. Come like on, bro. Fantastic. Dude, but but look, man, I you know, I mean I'm only I mean I'm only three into it in the podcast. But I don't That's I mean, the one. This one or the you got the first one too. No, I'm only counting this one. <laughs> hey, technically this is episode nine. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, this ain't the it first one no more. This is like eight I, and a half to nine. I ticked up episode eight. But I dude, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Eight Ever since it started, man, I've been like I'm like constantly watching to make sure it's working like it's supposed to. Them lights are all still flickering like they're uh, Mm-hmm. I'm scared to death I don't freaking touch something or something but yeah dude that's a, I mean I've, I've never been to Missouri I've always wanted to go but I mean I got some buddies that go to Missouri pretty regular um, uh, Chris Moran you know yeah. Chris he, mm-hmm. he killed his first year after like four or five years of going you know and I think you have to sort of learn a property you know and that's, you, that's you what have to put your do. time we, in somewhere we stuck to the same two or three places one year we had some bad flooding and we had to kind of relocate and we did good that year you know Luck or not, we stumbled upon a pretty good place. And had they cut the corn crop earlier that year, our last two days after the corn was pretty much cut, they was cutting while we was up there. And it was phenomenal the last two days. But, I mean, just get up there. I mean, they, I, people text me all the time, like, hey, man, what conservation area are you on? It's like, well, we're not going to drive, baby. Crickets. Yeah, you could go to any place up there from South Missouri to North Missouri and put your time in so, and well, kill a good day. We, we've said that before, man. You can't. I'm not going to sit here and tell you where exactly where I hunt. You're not going to sit here and say that. Just leave the state. You know what I mean? Like, pack your truck up and go. It's, It's fairly cheap. What you gonna lose a deer tag? People, Fuck, I, what, what's I got more deer Missouri tags. Two ninety five. So it just it was two twenty five. This year was the first year. It was two sixty five. Two sixty five is cheaper than the rest of the country, and that's why Missouri yeah. gets so much pressure. Kansas is four fifty, and it's a two buck yeah. state too. Illinois, huh? Yeah, so you can kill one. You get a uh, two either sex tags with a fall archer tag. We don't ever go after rival season, but if I were to go now, I can go fill another buck tag. Now the rival season's over. Yeah, but you can't yeah. fill Illinois both of them before four fifty five with my tag. With four fifty five, I get one buck one day. That's about like Kansas. Yeah, I mean, but I'm okay with that. I mean, but I got like I said, I, you know, Missouri's one of those. There's a, if you go and do your legwork. So I was looking pretty hard into the legwork, you know, and I'll, I'm, I don't know if Chris ever listens to our podcast. I'm going to send it to him so he'll listen. So they first started going, him and Colby, they went a couple times. And I just, uh, you know, like, you know, what area, you know, just give me a part of the country you were in to help me sort of get started. He didn't even respond to my text. Yeah. Just nothing. And I was like, what kind of fucking friend are you? <laughs> I've, I've given some hints before, and then I'll have people, like, text me back a couple weeks later. But hey, man, I found time. this place. What would you think about it? It's like, oh, no comment. It's like the very next place from where we hunt it's like alright yeah. obviously I said too much what a, yeah. the problem is man said it a hundred times like people want to go hunt dead deer well, yeah. like after you kill what, that monster like everybody want to go it's not just like, that man, they got a one eighty behind every tree in Missouri yep you know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, behind every they didn't respect the time and effort that they put in yeah. to find these deer. So yep. that's what yeah. I, you know, to be all the time. Look, when I, when I was messing with Chris about, you know, I was looking for like, is he in the south part of the state? Is he in the north part of the state? That's all I'm really, you know, right. really, that's all I'm really worrying about is just because different areas of the state are going to be better, you know? So if you say, yeah, man, look, stay out of the south part of the state, you know, like, for like uh, my buddies, you know, who I've talked to say, you know, dude, stay away from certain parts of Illinois. It's just not, you know, 
it's not worth it. You get yeah. those counties that get like a reputation to them, and then and there's too many people, and then they're like, you know, just stay away from those areas. Focus on this, you know, focus on this part of the state if you want to go, you know. So it's sort of the same thing with you know Missouri. There's you know you can there's conservation conservation areas there. Now I got a um, my buddy Dwayne. He goes up there. They got a place they go up there. I think they're in the south part of the state. Yeah. But I know guys who hunt in the north part of the state. Guys who hunt in the west part of the state. Guys who hunt. I know a guy who hunts like I bet he's like I don't know. He said he's a he said a number outside of St. Louis. Yeah. Reasonable drive too. That's, that's what know? I try to keep it at too. It's like all right, we about you know we go through this this city and dude. You know, let me tell you, St. Yeah. Louis like is a is a good spot. Yeah. There's you like know, when you, you get because that's on the river. Yeah. That's, exactly. That's right so you're on the, the river. river. You're on the river. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You could just driving that route. You could start seeing. Every, every exit sign says, all right, this conservation area, this conservation area. Yeah, they're everywhere. So if you go, uh, so I'll tell you this. Right, so if you're looking to go to Missouri, I'll tell you, this is, the, this is the legwork that I did. Go to Missouri. Like, I use hunt stand. You can use Onyx or whatever. You go and you look. Oh, shit, that's a big freaking deer on that. Look at that split G2. Look at that split G2. You see that? Look at them. Look at them, uh, the way that freaking G3 comes. Yeah, you didn't see the drool leaking down my face. It just wiped off. Yeah. Well, hey, I can. I look, look $2,900, my guy, gets you in Texas. That only costs you $6,000 more. That's it. That's all. full metal jacket, you know? Well, that's the thing. We, we can't talk about this to where it's recorded, and then my wife can play it back. You said $29, right? Oh, he got $29. $29. $29. We can do that. $29. Double split G2s, by the way. I say you know, people are asking you questions and people saying, oh, I can't do it because it cost too much money. Yeah. Public land is not costing a whole trip. bunch of money. I, I said our trip with the same group we do with, you know, what our cabin and everything costs, we under 1200 bucks every yeah, I went. Per I went to Illinois. I went to That's Illinois what for about spend more than that on hunting lease. Right. Oh, you can't do nothing. Shit it. It's it's nothing. Hunting lease at that. Yeah, and they're yeah. not even buying. You don't even keep it. Not even on a good lease. Yeah. These people got to figure yeah. in how much corn they're buying. Yeah. If you can't afford to spend fifteen hundred dollars a year. Working at fucking McDonald's, you ought to better afford mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I'm not gonna don't don't say that, Lee. Don't. Yeah. No, I <laughs> because I mean, everybody's different. You know, you got everybody's got different situations. You know, and, and I get somebody who maybe doesn't think they can afford that or is not willing to. You know, look like for a long time, I wouldn't go west. I haven't been west in 15, 20 years now because I prioritize my kids and their needs above my desire to go west. My kids are grown now. I can go do those things but I can't necessarily knock somebody who won't go to Missouri for the next five years because like that that's why I can't go you know? to, that's why I can't go to Missouri that's why you can't go to Missouri right now right you know down. there's there's other priorities I got but a little Elvis the, the time will come where you can you know right. um, I think everybody should experience it even if you only go once in your life well, experience going out there well, and doing like what I'm saying. Yeah, what I'm saying is, yeah, like I'm like saying is it, you could plan every for three years. It's not or something. maybe yeah. every couple of years. Man, you can, you, you can ask man the pure joy I have coming just to Mississippi after hunting what I showed y'all. Yeah, like just be able just to see different. a deer routine, like see where they pass at, now, and be able to hang a stand and they pass right Once you go, the craziest thing. being able to trail a deer, the blood trail on the ground, you know, not in the water is the crazy. Now, once you get a chance to go out. 
out to Missouri or Illinois or to Kansas or Nebraska. They say Eastern Nebraska is great. Yeah, I've hunted. Dude, I got a guy who says Eastern Nebraska is the sleeper. That's where I've hunted. That's Oklahoma. I'm trying Oklahoma's to take some pressure off some other yeah. places. So you know, so, New Hampshire. Some people yeah, think you know. Yeah, I've heard the, <laughs> the working class bull hunter. <laughs> Dude, freaking some giants they killed yeah. over there. Believe it or not, you know. But um, but yeah, like like I didn't I didn't mean to come off. Like, no, I know you, know, you didn't. But, but, but I know you. I didn't. guess what I'm saying is that like if it's a you, doable thing. It's for a anybody. doable thing. I mean, if you can, Brand. most people can afford fifteen hundred dollars. You might not better afford it every year, but you can afford it every other that's year right, yeah. if you plan for it if that's what you really want to do you know if, if you really want to experience could, something like that if I mean, you like you the can, sport yeah, yeah you can do it you can budget for that I you mean, can that's take not, a ham sandwich and lunch yeah, for a month you're going right. yeah. to experience I, it, things that you're not going to see here no. yeah so that's and that's exactly what I was getting at so, so and I know exactly what you mean I didn't mean it to come off as like I'm down on you because you're right you can you can all plan that you know but I'm not going to down you if you don't go and if you don't want you know if you, if you never leave Mississippi and you're satisfied shooting the deer Mississippian. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that if that's if that's what you want to do. But at the same time, you're right. You can. Look, we were talking about my Illinois trip was about twelve to $1,500 all in. I stayed at a hotel the yeah. entire time, you know. Um, you, you can stay, you know, you can go to um, Nebraska is like $200, uh, less than $300 tag. I think Nebraska is the same as Missouri. Missouri is a less than $300 tag, you know. So you can go out there. And over can, the counter. Exactly, and they're over the counter. Dude, you can go to Walmart and get you a freaking six-man tent. You can freaking get you a Coleman stove. You know, you ain't got to do it all in one year. You can, over the course of a couple of years, buy well, like some just, of the stuff you Justin want. Justin and his dad, you know, Justin was on yeah, here. Exactly. They wouldn't stay yeah. in the tent, you know. Yeah, they, they tent. Now, he said, you know, maybe he didn't have all the the greatest equipment, but he had an experience. He killed a freaking deer. They had a great home. Learned a lot. You know, they learned a lot. Now, they'll be a little bit better prepared the next time they go, but you don't have to, you know. I think that's where people mess up. They think they have to get it all, you know, to go. Right. Oh, if I'm going to go mule deer hunting, I've got to have a freaking $300 pack, and I've got to have $200. Six gear. And I've got to, yeah, yeah, i got to buy a all, new boat. you know. Got to buy a new boat. I got to have a seven hundred dollar freaking fluffy. Next year, I've got to have this. I've got to have year, that. And I still don't have stuff. I said on my first year. Next year, I'm gonna have this. There's shit that I say I'm gonna buy every year. Dude, you can like take, a good range finder. It takes ten years to get equipment. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, unless you got deep pockets and you just go no. But flirt. but I mean, well, just look, in general, it takes it takes a long time to. We're talking about whitetail hunting for the majority. Let's say for the majority of people, we're talking about whitetail hunting. Now, elk hunting is a little bit different. If you're gonna, and especially if you're gonna do things like. You you know, the mountain goat, billies, you know, thing. that's a whole different ball game. For most whitetail hunters, if you're going to go to Midwest hunting, you can take everything you fucking bought at Walmart this deer season and you can go to Missouri next year. Yeah. You don't right. need nothing special to go up there. No, you don't. The same freaking bow you've been shooting for the last five years will do just as good up there in Missouri. The only thing you need that you can't buy to do shit like that is freaking drive. Yeah. That's it, right you there. You gotta have drive to do it. Most people, I mean, not saying most, like but a lot that. of people don't have that. They don't have the. They don't yeah. have the drive. They want to talk about exactly it, right? Yeah. yeah. They don't want to put in that. Well, ass again, time. when we're talking about, you know, man, what conservation area do you go kill them big deer? Because that's what they want to know. Because mm. they want you to do, do the work for me. For a hundred dollars okay. a year, you'd be on Onyx, and it'll show you everything. You want. That, that's the main issue right there. Is that you don't have to think anymore. You, if you if you got a question, you well, just Google it and have an answer. I'll do this. Yeah. I'll, I'll go this far for you. All right. On my phone while we're talking right now, I'm gonna go right here and look. Oh, it says um, Chambers Bow Hunting, which is where I go in Texas, Illinois, Missouri, Nebraska, public land. Missouri got the Mark Twain. My hunting club. Mm-hmm. 
in South Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. Those are all different maps. So let's just say, for instance, I'm gonna mess with you. I'm gonna mess. Go with ahead you. and bleep that out. Because I didn't mean I to say that. I didn't mean to name drop. What number no, are no, we on? Hold on. Let me go back. I know you said the Mark Twain National mm-hmm. Forest. Hell, if you don't know the now Mark Twain National Forest. That's what I'm saying. That's one of the biggest things when you go to Missouri. It's one of the Mark biggest forests in Missouri. Yeah, Mark Twain's dude. like the home of Cheddar. Like <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to bleep that out. That's 500,000 acres. Yeah. Right. Figure it out. You'd be surprised. So, another thing I was going to say, the people, I met people up there this year that sent me a Facebook message, hey man, send y'all a truck. He has been hunting up here for 10 years. This is my, uh, like I said, this coming year is going to be my seventh year. We didn't even know each other hunting up there but he just he had shot a deer and he uh he was texting me hey i don't want to screw y'all up i'm going back in and look for this deer yeah and uh he said he said it's funny i'll say that every deer he shot was off mark twain national forest it's like yeah us two yeah because it's five hundred thousand acres dude go figure it out you know all right so anyway uh, it's probably not going to sink because this is but i pulled up my missouri oh, i'm going to pull up missouri it's going to pop up I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a second to load it's the first green thing you see the first green text <laughs> yeah look mark twain. look look this is I'm going to let it zoom way out. This is Missouri. I mean, freaking... Dude... There's, but if I pull that dude in there and I go to all the public land and stuff, there are freaking hundreds of conservation areas. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I tell you, I swear to God, here's the three. Get you a map of Missouri. Throw a freaking dart. Yeah, that's what I say. I say put your finger in Missouri. Fine. Throw a dart. Whichever the one thing, the dart lands to the closest conservation area, start there. Well, they, had, they got a guy that I, that I work with that was asking me where Matt goes. And I went to Missouri on the maps and I just picked out a... Just a national forest. I'm like this one. You know that <laughs> spot. Yeah. I'm like, dude. Like, I don't know. That's where I did all my research. yet was that one. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna name drop it, but I mean, I did my research. I went and I got on the map and I found one. And I mean, I Google pulled the freaking maps up. Archer, I'm looking at Archer it. Archer started out as a bat. So I, th- these boys been going for ten years, and it started out as a bachelor trip, duck hunting trip. They went hunt some flooded corn in Missouri, and it gradually turned into you know, oh let's. Let's duck hunt in the mornings and deer hunt in the evenings. And then by, you know, four years in, this is when I started going, it turned into all out deer hunt trip. And then since then, it's, I mean, we've, it's, it's a plan thing everybody looks forward to. We have a little pre, pre-trip meeting at somebody's house, drink beer, cook frog legs, this and that, and just, we yeah. pull up, airplay to Mac you heard that, to right? TV. What, frog legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we airplay to Mac well, like to the TV. I like now. If, you know, I know you know. I can eat them up. I'm talking about for the people that, that are listening that don't Oh, yeah, those who don't know, yeah, frog legs is, you know, that's that's fine. He, he like, that, just, just like the 180-inch deer, he just ran past it like, like we, well, like we look, Chinamen in Chinatown talking about eating frog legs. They don't know that you went out there and drank beer all damn night to catch all them frogs. Oh, know? dude. That's part I, I would... But I was hopping around like a frog know. trying to catch them frogs that night, and that's how shit face I was. <laughs> but we blow up the map, you know, have a little meeting, cook something, and uh, everybody's kind of, you know, pre-scouting, like, all right, I'm going to be here this year. I saw a good deer here this year. And it, it's just fun. It's, it gets the, gets the trip rolling. Everybody's minds get to working. And when you get to, we've been home with the same group, you know, give or take a few people. Every now and then somebody has to drop out because of unforeseen reasons and somebody else Whatever. is going. Yeah. And it's, we just got a really good group. And, you know, when my boys hear this, they'll, you know, I ain't going to said our names but it's, it's a pleasure going up there no, there's no jealousy somebody kills a deer it's, happy for you it's just well you kill it as I kill it I mean that's right you gotta have that attitude if you go up there with a sour group of people it sucks the fun out of it and I will say that about our, our group we never have any drama it's always you know looking out for the other one and that's, that's big too if you if you 
if you're new to the out of state hunting stuff and you get a group of people together where it be two people or six people, make sure you pick your people good and there ain't no need for all that jealousy and whatnot. You know? yeah, that's no, you can get together with your friends and go have a good time. Not, it's easy to do. Don't expect to go up there with five people and everybody's going to fill up. It ain't going to happen. Because you're going to have some hurt feelings when yep. you come home and you're going to be boudeting the whole ride home. That means I mad. think that's what yeah. keeps a lot of people <laughs> that, going. That's how hunting needs to be. Yeah. When we go, we go to Aliceville, Alabama every year. Uh, to Westervelt it's kind of like it's 12,000 private acres we go hunt and I have more enjoyment going back to the lodge seeing what other guys killed compared to what I've that's seen right. on stand that's don't that, get me wrong I love watching deer that's that deer camp but that excitement right. just going back because we go with 13 guys that we by, from by the house 13 guys that we all know we grew up with and stuff like that I got two older brothers that come with us and I just get excited to go back to the uh, to the lodge and see what they shot that's you know how it saying? should be it's, and, and, and like we, we've talked we pretty much every podcast we talk about that about yeah. like being happy for other hunters and stuff you know because I mean like you said man as well, you real. as you as we you the more you hunt as you get older that's what it that's like what's important to me it's a know? mindset and you you gotta like you still I still want to kill man I ain't gonna lie I want to fucking kill every time I hunt well, but right. but when I go out you know with a, with a group of guys you know it's fun to see other people succeed and kill shit and get so happy it's and, and, like there's all always that little bit of part of you that wishes it was you but there's that big part of you that was so happy for your buddy because yeah, you, yeah, know? you was there experienced yeah that, you know yeah, you get to experience oh, yeah. all that yeah you saw, you saw that drunk asshole? That song on the drunk. You can look at him and tell he's drunk. No, I got a good poker face. See all them frogs? <laughs> That's them frogs he's talking about. Come on. Oh, yeah. But this, this, picture, frogs, huh? this picture right here. So, like I said, th- this year is my sixth year. I know I said that like 20 times already. But we, all we've killed, I mean, our group, we've put some tags on some really nice bucks up there on public land. And every year I say, man, we need to get a good group picture, a good group picture. And it just never seems to happen, you know, whether, yeah. you know whatever reason this year we finally got a picture you know we didn't we didn't really stack them up this year but that's that's my buddy timmy's you know that 126 inch deal i was talking about that's mine the night i killed it and I, I made sure i stopped and said hey before we do anything else y'all get your asses in this picture we'll take this yeah, picture take and that's that was that made the trip right there yeah. and that's a the picture right there like you'll probably never forget that picture that's no that, yeah that, that's like the picture that's up on that underneath my mountain line i don't know if you can yeah. see it like the bottom uh top right Right? That's my favorite pitch in this whole. Yeah, shot. Everybody plays a part in the whole. Yeah, hunt. and it was Jared's bear. Yeah, I was gonna say you and didn't we, even kill the bear. No, I didn't even kill the bear. But we all was in it, man. It was freaking. Yeah, that's my that's my best picture I have in here. Well, at, at the end of the day, it really needs to be about you know bow hunting is such a solo sport. We talked about that a couple podcasts ago. It really is a solo sport. It's you and the deer, you know, but you get to share it. You know, when you find people who are like-minded, like the group that you go with, the group that you go with, you know. We killed that deer that I killed. Nobody was with me by that base of that tree. Nobody told me, hey, go hunt this little tree. But at the end of the day, it's a group effort to go out there and keep your your buddies motivated, you know, stay motivated, keep your spirits up, you know. Even if it's you being a guy in the morning and say, hey, man, I know the weather's shitty. I know you don't want to go, but you got to go. Deer rutting. Get your ass out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. Because that really is what it's about, man. It's it's you know, we've got you know, we got five guys in here and, and we're hanging out and it's really the only thing that brought us together was a, a bow and arrow. Exactly. You know? And a love for a love for shooting shit with one. You know, like we talked about earlier, I don't know if that was in the, I don't know if that was in episode eight or episode eight and a half. Once oh. <laughs> You know, just just taking the time to say, "Hey, I see a Hoyt stick on the back of your truck." You know, yeah, hey, man, bow hunt, and you never know where that goes. 
You don't. You don't. You don't. I mean, you just start a conversation. That dude could be a member of Jaws on, but hey, man, I got a guest spot next week. Like, okay, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go kill some does? Yeah. Lisa, I'm I'm good, man. I'm telling you, I've got a lot of invites on shit. Like, like you said, just just a talking to them. Nope. You know, if you see somebody at the gas station, like Illinois, I'll talk to anybody, man. Come out like you're a bow hunter, or if you're a hunter, period. But if you're a bow hunter, especially, man, I'm. We got we're kindred spirits the way I look at it. You know, we're just kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you automatically have that. Uh, I keep snapping. It's a connection. I don't know why I keep doing that. It's a connection. Yeah, you know, your line you of work. I'm sure you get a lot of guest hunts. Like, you got. I mean, you got nothing but hunters bringing you stuff. Man, I, well, most of my stuff's waterfowl, so I got like invites to go duck hunting, goose hunting everywhere. I don't usually go on them just because. I'd like to go a, kill a. Well, I'd the, like to go up and kill a gazillion snows the, the, though. The problem with, 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 with just shoot with, them to the gun barrel mill like, You know, I take so much time, like archery, you know, like September, August, September, like archery hunting, Colorado, you know, antelope hunting, elk hunting, whatever it is. That by the time deer season comes around, I mean, I hunt some, but my ducks start rolling in taxidermy wise, and it's just hard for me to. It's hard, hard for me to leave the shop to try to. If I went on every goose hunt, duck hunt that I got invited on, I wouldn't get shit done in the shop. Okay. So, you know, is so taxidermy just, like a, a side gig? No, that's my full time job. No, that's why I sold my business. Yeah, I, I was. It, just, it takes a lot of time. This time, oh yeah, I, I got a buddy that was an operator like me and Matt, yeah. and and he did taxidermy on the side because he worked at two two three schedule, and yeah. he had you know abundance amount of time off, but now he took a straight days job. You don't have time. And for he it. don't have time yeah. for it no more. Well, I got I, I so I owned a taxidermy business. All I did was I did mostly whitetails and you know coyotes, foxes, you know stuff like that, bobcats, whatever. Uh, elk. I did I did five or six elk a year you know stuff like that um a couple of caribou some beautiful caribou i really enjoyed those but it started messing with my deer hunting i ain't gonna lie to you that's the whole reason one of the main reasons i sold it was it started messing with my deer hunting yeah. i'm a fanatical deer hunter i freaking love my whitetails and I, the reason i got into it was because i got so interested I'm, i like just like holding antlers it's something about bone <laughs> isn't it oh dude it's just I don't know what it is it's something about you holding every time you gotta just caress every mm-hmm. time uh, you know? if, I'm, if I'm like he's talking about the, gonna come back to the skinny shed somebody kills a deer it could not even be an impressive deer just I'm sitting there like on just, just, <laughs> just, just <laughs> feel every little bird on the horn like, absolutely man I'm just uh, freaking good cool. to know because uh, that four point shows his face tomorrow morning and uh, I know <laughs> he he, his get, ass he is grass he's gonna get a chance to rub on that one <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah you could be rubbing on some horns <laughs> it's like braille he just gotta like, right, yeah but I mean it is so that's sort of what got me started well I was in the army when I when I first started, I was in the army, and I'd killed a deer, and this actually um, Austin Burris mounted it for like the fifth time finally, and it's gonna because I would mount one I, if I mounted it, and I, after about two years, I freaking remount it, remount that mm-hmm. dude, just do something different with it. But anyway, I, that was sort of how I started. With I had a buddy who was, you know, in the army, you couldn't take a deer to a taxidermist. I may not be there in six months, much less a year for it to come back. So I had a buddy in the army who sort of dabbled with it, and I sort of dabbled with it, and then I, you know, started working. And I went and found a taxidermist. It was the neatest thing. His name was Mr. Gibson. His name was Gibson. He owned Gibson's Taxidermy in Leesville, Louisiana. I'd mounted five, five or six deer, and I and I go, I called him up and I said, Mr. Gibson, I said I, I mounted a deer. I'd really like to. I want to get better, so I'd really like to, if you don't mind, look at one of my deer and just tell me what I can do to make myself better. And he's like, and he was an older guy, ex ex first sergeant in the army. He's like really gruff. And he's like, yeah, bring him down here I'll look at him 
He grabs a deer and he throws it up on the table and he spins it around. And he goes, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And he's just like a laundry list of wrong. He goes, overall, you did a pretty good job. <laughs> I'm like, what? My and he's like, taxidermy. he is the most anal person on yeah, the planet. Yeah, he was like, that's the know. perfect taxidermy. He's got to be, man. He, he got to my house to this day and deer he mounted in 2016. I do. I and he's like, I want to remount this. And it's like, the hell you ain't. Dude, you ain't I, you should never be satisfied. I'm never, yeah. I was never sad. I'm not now. I'm a I mean, I'm not a taxidermy. And I look at every deer and I'm like, the mirrors are not right. Yeah. <laughs> that eye is not right. That eye is drooping. That's how you, you got to be. Always it is. Yourself. But anyway, so I spent like uh, the three years that I was at Fort Polk, I spent with him. I worked there every Saturday, every, you know, every weekend. I spent, you know, afternoons. I mounted, I mounted all kind of crazy stuff with him too, man. Alligators, freaking, you name it. I'm freaking five-armed freaking otter. I, I mounted all kind of crazy stuff. And uh, when I left there, I'd open my own shop when I came home. But, dude, it was steady interfering with my deer hunting because I had to be there. The guy's bringing a deer hunt. He's bringing a deer at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, so I can't go deer hunting, you know. Or I got to skin a deer in the morning, so I can't go deer hunting. Or I need to mount this deer, so I can't go deer hunting. I was like, man, man fuck this. This is, this is messing up my deer hunting right wow, here. I think it's awesome that you're doing taxidermy. He does. He's dying for It's kind of like Cliff's, like, exactly what he's saying. It's kind of the same thing with me. I mean, like, I exactly what he said. Deer, I mean, duck, not deer. Ducks coming tomorrow. Ducks coming Friday. Ducks coming Saturday. Like, it's hard for me to hunt local because it is. that's my that's what I do to make a living now. So like, it's either city, you know, like I go deer hunting, or and I, or I tell the guys, look, man, man, just come Monday. You know, well, you tell them that sometimes. Well, they can't. Uh, well, maybe they can't come they Monday. Can't make the, yeah, they can only come Sunday afternoon. You know, so so next thing you know, that's two or three ducks that I would have got that I told them uh, come Monday and I don't get them you know so it it's just you got to weigh out your options on that you know and that's, that's kind of right. where I'm at with the, with the local deer hunting Right. I still yep. like to do it. I love to do it. Don't get me wrong, but and I it's get just it. hard for me to do it. You know, just I, I have to. The business comes first, man. I mean, I gotta. I like to do a lot of other hunts too that yeah. cost a lot of money. So because like, bills, just, and bills yeah, come every and I mean, every just, month. Well, and same. for the record, it's hard to balance it all. Lee yeah. called me an asshole earlier, <laughs> and, and he's not wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; he's not wrong at all. But I give him, I give him hell. I do. I already sort of pick on him because about like hunting down here. But I mean, you gotta you gotta actually go deer hunting every now and then. But I get it because I was a taxidermist. I absolutely get where he is as far as like this is the prime time for his business. It's his slow time is in August September. Mm-hmm. He's caught up with all of his work. That's when he gets to go. That's honey. when I can take off. That's when he street. can go yeah. because right now this is and if look this cold spell's coming in, it's really going to be on in the next couple of weeks yep. because it's going to be cold and ducks are going to be down. They're going to yep. be getting shot. He's going to be getting busy. Am I going to give him shit? Damn right, every freaking day. I don't blame you because I'm going to give him shit <laughs> every day. I give you shit if it was if, if you know. If the oh, I told Matt. Yeah, I told Matt. I shot one of them seven points this afternoon. I was like, "We're going to a perfect place. We're going to a taxidermist. My first yeah. Mississippi deer. I'm getting him out. Oh. I don't care how big, small. You know, be a doe. Yeah, you should. You you really should, man. I mean, just shoot whatever. I mean, I know you're on his place, but I'm telling you, I'm giving you permission. Well, see, I paid. I paid. I'm, I'm giving you permission. I, I, I kind of, shoot kind of, sort of paid, but I'm in the least <laughs> now. Like, nah, dude. <laughs> so spike tomorrow morning is, is what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> 
Can we'll you talk about that anyway. Patrick can. <laughs> no, there's a there's a case in the cooler. No, I still got a beer, but I just don't feel like. You walking. You don't feel like walking? <laughs> what are you too drunk? You, you no, I just been missing there, too much shit because I've been missing <laughs> every five minutes. Boy, I hope there's a gas station nearby because that was the last one. Nah, dude, there's a case in the cooler. You think I'm kidding? Black truck case of beer. Just don't drink the Shiner Bock because my wife will get mad. Those are hers. Don't tell him that. Yeah. Well, I'm. I if she calls you. No, no. Because at two o'clock in the morning she'll be calling you like motherfucker. That's you drink my I'm good, man. I appreciate it. No, there's, 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 there's some ultra life. I'm gonna pace myself because I gotta wake up in the morning and go on. Yeah, it is. It's starting to get a little bit late. We've only been at this about. This is one of our longer ones. Two hours and twelve minutes. Wayne's thinking, man, I gotta go to bed. I gotta get up in the morning. You gotta work tomorrow, Wayne. Yeah. What you got to do tomorrow? How many yards of concrete you pouring? Wayne's a soldier, bro. None. What are you doing tomorrow? The office. Ah, oh, shit. You can stay up all the way. You ain't working. Good morning nap. I was in the office this morning at uh, quarter to five. Were you? Trying to catch up. Yeah, you still catching up. I was up changing the diaper at quarter to five. <laughs> no, I mean, up. just that much going on. I mean, we yeah. doubled this year. Have if you look at last year, year to date, what y'all to this year? Yes. Yeah, yeah they're opening up a dollar gentral everywhere, aren't they? And family dollar. You can always count on Dude, I'm buying stock in Dollar General. Oh, Every time oh, they dip, yeah, right. I'm buying stock. They yep. just, Not to toot my own horn, but I've been up since... Uh, when, how long been up? I worked nights last night. Oh, so I, you worked last night? I worked last then night. Then came out. I took about... Maybe I, maybe I got four to five minutes of sleep because uh, my little boy decided it was party time when I got home. And I had, spent some time with dad. Oh, you know, yeah. He wanted to spend some time with dad, and I came up. and He had to shake back around, around what it was about. No. Oh, we, went, we went to Gallon. I couldn't even back up a trailer. Jeez. I didn't know what was going on. How, how old is your little boy? Uh, he's making. He's going to turn one on January 5th. That's awesome, man. He's just starting so, to walk and cut up. So I'm going to segue. How many deer did you see today? Five. Five bucks. Five bucks. Two seven points. That tells you it's a damn right. It's on. You must like had, the best you had to have had a hot dose. They all took, except for one. I think a hot dough had passed midday today. And they were. And they oh, yeah. They all trail. but one took trail. the same trail. Yeah. They it's were the craziest thing. Oh, yeah. They, and 25 yards from the box stand. They all just came. And don't get it twisted. Like, I got cameras all over this place. It's 200 acres. He saw five out of six bucks total that I have on this place mm. on camera. Yeah, so. you had a hot dog. Yeah, right? no shit. Here's Dude, the problem. The craziest though. thing. Here's the problem. That, that might become a freaking <laughs> desert tomorrow. Oh, the oh, shitty ass, ass fucking man. man. I'm like, man, it's hot as shit. I'm sweating my ass off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't have no thermals on. Well, like I said, my buddy Justin, he killed a doe last night. I mean, he killed a six point last night. He was a three year old six point. We got pictures of him. Um, I showed the guys I got pictures. He, really, he was a six point last year. He's a six point this year. Justin killed him trailing a doe. I'm a sucker you know? for them big six points. I killed one with no brows. You were talking about that no brow deer. I got a beautiful no brow six point um, three year old that I killed a couple years ago. First deer I ever targeted. So, like, that's my big thing now is like picking out a deer and trying to just kill him. Okay. Not saying that I, don't get me wrong, I, I'll shoot other deer, but I always try to, you know, like, find a deer. Yeah, I the want. deer we targeted this year, he was a, he was a, Nice two and a half year old six point last year, but this year I was like, all right, hopefully he's a big, bigger three and a half year old That's six right. point this year. He ended up growing a little seven time, but I might uh might cut that off, like you know, kill him, <laughs> cut him off, and make him flat, <laughs> make him a straight six. Like a, I don't, he, he broke know, that off. Cajun rule, you might better hang a ring on it, but it probably ain't even an inch, so it's a six point. Yeah, he's a six point. Yeah, but that's the same thing. So yeah, that was the first deer I ever like really targeted. You sort of pattern knew where he was going to be, when he was going to be there. That means a lot too. You, you learn a lot when you you know 
honed in on a certain deal. It is. It's, it's tougher too. It's hard to do, you know. But like, I, I didn't have, and I did it without cell cameras. I swear to God, I, I just no bought my first won't. one. <laughs> well, no I said I just bought them dudes, but I, I I bought them specifically for like I bought them one for the ridge. I got cell service there, so and it's a spot that I don't shoot those. I only will hunt. A, I will only shoot a buck if I see you know what I'm looking for there. Mark my so words, you will, you will get up to piss at one o'clock in the morning and check you will shit. check. Mm -hmm. check you gotta get up at one o'clock and check Wayne's camp. Yeah, because I'm tapped in. he won't even buy one. I just got him hooked up on mine. Uh, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, hell yeah. That's how. I that's how I was with my dad, and then he bought that that property in Magnolia. And he went by six Tacticams. <laughs> I was like, God damn! So I, I bought two Tacticamera bills today. Oh, you're gonna love them. Uh, that's what I bought, and they they actually even they even have the uh, solar thing on them. Mm -hmm. you just plug. You ain't never got to change the batteries. Just make sure I got sunlight at some point in time. Dude, you I get saying, to watching them spots, and you're gonna be like, man, I really need another one over here. We, we ought to let check me, those cameras see, right now. You well, I bought know? two for the same yeah, stand. Yeah. I was sitting there one watching. facing one way. Hey, wait, Literally, I'm gonna face them one facing one way, wait, one facing the other. I think it was like tree, in I swear. Uh, like August or something. Uh, I guess July, August. I was sitting there watching TV with my wife, and I said, man. That, I, I need to check Wayne's camera. <laughs> so I, I checked, we watching like Yellowstone or whatever the fuck it was. I, I checked it. I'm like, I think it was like a doe or something that popped up, and it was right at prime time. It was right at dark. It was probably like I said, like seven o'clock. It's you know dark late at this point. And uh, sure enough, the next picture was like a fucking hog comes on. I'm like, fuck, damn hogs. And she's like, you need to go kill it. And I'm like, nah. And then it's like another minute, like, you know, another picture pops up back at the feeder. She's like, you better go. You better go. So I'm like scrambling, grabbing my shit, jumping in the truck, hauling ass, get all the way to Wayne's shit. At this point, it's dark. And I eased up to the, like, all I, all I had was like my little green, like a little head, like eased up to his little plot. And it, it didn't work out. The grass was, he didn't, he didn't cut his grass for me and shit like that. I couldn't see the fucking pig, but, but that, that's what's bad about the damn cell cameras. If you're trying to hunt shit like that, man. He, he said you didn't cut his grass. Yeah, he didn't, didn't cut, cut the, the grass. grass. I couldn't see the fucking pig. It's all your fault, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne. So I'm, I can just envision this, like, you holding him by the hand <laughs> and taking him out there and saying, okay, this is the tree you need to get you in right here. <laughs> this is where the deer comes out. This is where the pigs are going to come, and you're going to shoot him right here. It's gotten so slow this year. I'm starting to, I got, I got three reveals on my place, and I, uh, it's like process of elimination. It's like, all right, well, we're not going to hunt where these three cameras are because they ain't hitting no shit, so we're going to go hunt the other things. Well, that's where they are. That's sort of, <laughs> so the only reason I really want to, and I've been, I've been battling against like getting them, not getting them, getting them, get, not getting them. And there's a couple things. Number one, I'm cheap, and I don't want to pay the freaking fees for them. I don't right. want to, you know. And then the other reason is because I don't want it to be a thing where like I only hunt because the cameras are going on. You, you can't you know? get to that point either because I can't. No. You know, these I don't cameras, want it to get the, like the, that. The SD card will get full and it'll send you like a third of the pictures that normally send you or something like that and you go back and check the card. It's like, oh shit, I didn't get this picture on my phone. And you can't hunt the cameras. Or I brought my girlfriend hunting a couple weekends ago. We seen five deer on a, on a stand and did not get a single picture of a deer and all them deer walked in front of the camera. Dude, today? Yeah, all them. Today. If you look at the camera, all you got is a full point on camera. 
Yeah, but everything <laughs> you got four other bucks that passed within twenty five yards of the stand. Then yeah. one I couldn't TV. stop because they had a high doe trail they were following. Yeah, they just weren't interested in listening. No, I, I mean I, I I met at one of them, the the biggest seven point, and he stopped. No, that's of when you course, like, hey. when it was su- it was super thick. Whenever he stopped in August, he was his back legs, and I thought about it. I was like, well, man, got his dog with him. <laughs> I was like, but I don't know, man. <laughs> if I take out both them back legs, we'd be good. <laughs> like, dude, this is ne- this guy's never coming back to my place. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you bring a coon ass with you. I mean, you look you look for possibilities. So while you're bullshitting, back in my back in my dog hunting days, and Wayne will remember, he'll probably sympathize with me. I have shot deer in the back legs on purpose oh, with all day while they were running. I've shot because it was the only see. way to get the only way all to break them down. Day. You want you want to see a crazy video of a deer shot in Mississippi last night? No, I don't think so. What I don't know. I might. No, no, no. no it was legal shooting time, but it was shot. <laughs> you got allegedly. Allegedly, don't, don't it was legal shooting time. Tell me it was one o'clock in the morning because no, I don't want to see. <laughs> you got to phrase that better, bro. <laughs> hey, look, I didn't kill that deer. <laughs> No, my my parent shot a deer on his on his uh, property. He got thirty minutes from Ruth. I don't know exactly where it's at, but it was it was like five minutes before shooting time was ending, and it was a far shot. He shot it and he kind of hit it. What would be the elbow of the leg of the deer? And they had two dogs that they went and they baited up, and he was able they, they was able to recover this deer even though it was a bad shot. And um, I mean, I'm talking like hell. You, you know the guy. He, shit, he might know the guy. I'm not positive. I'm not gonna say his name because I'm not positive with his dogs. But it's, them catahoulas are incredible. I mean, if you see what it is. Yeah, there's some guys. If you if you uh, Mississippi Blood Trailer Network. That's who. That's who those I'm guys. About, I mean, I got to get Josh on here. Josh is. I think he's offshore. But I need to, I need to reach back out to him and get him to come back up on here. Josh is sort of the head guy. You can guy. talk for days on that. I mean, I'm Josh is I'm the head guy. The he had that dude is something else, man. Oh, yeah. I got a little blue tick and shit. You know. Holy shit, man! They are freaking like. Oh, they on that ass. It, it was it was a pretty it's a pretty good buck too. Oh yeah, yeah. good good deer man. Yeah. Just a bad Boy, that, shot. You know, that catahoulas the catch dog. That dude that, that dude's bred to catch them something. Yeah. He catch a whole lot worse than that freaking whitetail right there. Mine don't have the qu- them don't freaking hogs that cut him up. So they're they're used oh, to yeah. that kind of stuff. So. I got a quarter catahoula and three quarter blue tick. So but she's she's got a hell of a nose on, but I don't think she got the grit or the ass on her to, to, to catch a deer. Really catch I, a deer. If I cut her loose with a full catahoula, so I'd be good. I got a my brother in law used to have a rottweiler. That was a bad son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. God rest that dog's soul, Jed. That son. I remember one time I shot a doe, and it's been many, many years ago. I shot her square in the shoulder, and I mean square in the shoulder. I knew when the arrow hit her, and I was shooting in big old vortex. Remember in vortex, <laughs> and big old things had to open up. Yep. When that son gun hit her, I mean it stopped dead solid in the shoulder, and I knew I wasn't going. You know, so be a long night. Yeah. So me and my dad in law, I called and went over to my brother in law worked nights. I called him. I said, Hey, can I? Buy Jed. He's like, yeah, go get him. So I went and got my dad-in-law. We went and got Jed, and it was raining. I put Jed on a freaking rope, and that dude hit that freaking cut over, man, and he's freaking going in between them little old saplings and everything. He about drug me. He about drug me down. So I just let the rope go. I had to, I had both ends of the rope. I didn't have it tied. I had both ends of the rope. So when I let go of one end, it just he just ran off of it. He put her up and caught her and killed her within 100 yards. No shit. That's impressive. When I got there, and I, uh, he didn't ever bark. You could just, I could hear him. 
he was just panting. Mm. And I just kept walking. Because my dad-in-law was walking on the outside of the, it was like a, a cul-de-sac in, the, in like a hardwood bottom and the cutover wrapped around it where I'd shot her at. And uh, I said, I said, I told him, I said, I can hear him. I said, he, he put her up right here. I can, he went straight away. I can hear him. Same, man. They, and so I just kept job, walking. Dude. Wow. That dude was laying there in the freaking, in, in laying there. He'd knocked out a spot. He'd laying there. He was sitting down beside her. She was dead as a doornail. He had caught her and freaking killed her within 100 yards. Dang. Shit, yeah, that was a badass dog, son. It's impressive. Well, he locked, I mean, you could see the marks on her neck where he choked her down. Run her down and freaking killed her. That dude was something. Jed was a freaking beast, man. That's something with something. But I seen him literally move deer. Like when he got a hold of one, come out of Rottweiler, that dude was badass. When he got a hold of a deer, that something moved. <laughs> he he moved deer when he got a hold of him. He was something else. That was a hell of a dog, boy. I love when I'm on nights. I got a few buddies. I got uh, black mouth curs and a couple of macadahoos. I love getting on Snapchat and watching their stories from the night, you know, seeing what deer they're tracking. Cause they, yeah. I mean, they, they put their, they put some hellacious bucks on the tailgate this year up around Natchez and all that. Yeah. Well, I said the, the guys who were in the, uh, the MBNT, uh, I said, Josh Watts, he's a buddy of mine. He lives up in the West and he sort of runs the, he's like the, yeah. well, him and Anthony Carbone, they're, <laughs> both of them have found deer for me over two, the last couple of years, both of them have found a deer for me. So yeah, they're really good guys and they got some great dogs. Uh, Josh is running bird dogs. Yeah. You would have never think that a bird dog could do what he does. Them song on freaking, and they're like they're scatterbrained too. Them freaking zigzagging all over the place, and the next thing you know, the next thing you know is like, oh yeah, they found him. <laughs> I'm like, what? We're at the, we're just walking around. He's like, yeah, they found him. He's about three hundred yards that way. They found him. My little dog put two of them on the tailgate uh, two weeks ago in the same week around the house and race. Did it? Uh, one of them it was, it was on a plot and. I, you know, people get kind of antsy. They're like, oh, what well, the blood trail goes this way. It's like, well, these dogs don't necessarily track off of blood, you know. They, yeah, just let the dog do what it does. The wind was does. blowing in our face off, the, off this field edge, and she, she followed blood for a minute, and she kind of got uninterested. I said, let's just see what she does. She skirted the field edge, and the wind was blowing in our face. Like I said, as soon as she caught wind of that, she cut straight in and went straight to the deer. It's like, yeah. that's why you can't. That's why, because, you know, yeah. they don't they don't mean nothing by it, but, you know, they kind of make little negative comments like, oh, well, you know. Dog's going the wrong way. It's like no, just trust me. Just, let the dog. Yeah, let, let the dog, dog work. work. You, you know, know at twenty that's, minutes from now, if she ain't going nothing. Yeah, we'll go back to the blood trail. One just thing I learned work. from Papa, who was from Walker, and was a real houndsman, raised. I always say he raised lemon. He raised deer dogs, but he raised lemon walkers, and was pretty yeah. well known for raising them. They wouldn't run a deer, and he was really good at raising rabbit dogs. And we'd be, you know, we'd be rabbit hunting, and he let a dog work. He taught me along. He said, "Let the dog, let the dogs work. Just leave gotta him. have patience. Mm-hmm. You know, they run a rabbit and they lose him. You know, dog we rebel back or get off to the side, and the whole pack. And he, you know, he just sit there. And I'm like, you want me to go in there and bust? And he's like, no, just let the dogs work. Mm-hmm. Five. Sometimes it'd be four or five minutes, but you know, they pick him back up and they go back to you know, let the dogs work. So history you know it's time like that with spending time with, with dogs and stuff and like you that. learn you their body language too i'm learning my dog's body language every track you know yep. you, you know she sees and yeah. when, when that nose is in the air and she's hauling ass she's on it when when that nose is down you know she's still searching she's still looking yeah it comes over time and you just got to trust them and then we'll, we'll get to cutting through you know some thick stuff and i'm, I'm trying to look down look for blood and i usually get somebody to come behind me like hey man just check her just see if you find some blood and sure enough they on it all right let her keep rolling yeah yeah, I had bloodhound that she was a good blood dog. She wouldn't go up to the deer though. Yeah. She got about twenty yards from it and she'd sit down. She'd look at you. 
They all different. So I knew. I mean, like if, people, if she when she when she just sat down and looked yeah, at me, was she was within 15, 20 yards of the deer. She just didn't want to go up. She was real timid about that. She wouldn't go up to it. <laughs> she would not go up to it. It was just the way she was about deer. She just you know funky like that. She didn't like them. Uh, but she'd follow a blood. You put her on a blood trail, buddy, and she just she'd walk just nonchalant like she didn't have a care in the world. And you'd look down, there'd be a freaking there'd be blood. And she'd just be walking along like there was nothing. You know, she wasn't hunting, just walking mm-hmm. like it was nothing to her. And you know, there's some more blood. And then she'd just stop and sit down and look at me. Every dog is different. My lab, that duck hunter, I duck hunted over her for you know six seasons. She would not. She was not a dry field dog. She did not like putting. You know, she she would not go pick up a bird in a dry field. Anything in the water, she was all over it. But for whatever reason, did not like dry field birds. Is that right? I'll be damned. Y'all had about enough? Yeah. It's two and a half hours. I mean, I don't know. We can stay here all night and talk. Yeah, we got one of those nights that you could, you could probably push four hours. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Wayne's looking at me like, man, I got to go to bed. It's going to be, well, it's, it's, I was just looking at the weather because it's, it's supposed to rain tonight. Let me pull this back up because this is a big deal. Like, it's 10 o'clock tonight. Um, it's supposed to rain. Oh shit! Come on. I hope it's quick. Wait, you you got to get me six thirty. Sell service, Lee. Sell service, man. Help me out, bro. Ain't this lack of Wi-Fi here? Yeah, bro. it ain't Wi-Fi. It's supposed to rain until about eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Supposed to rain. Supposed to move in tonight about midnight and rain till about eight o'clock in the morning. So see, you can sleep in and then get up and go deer hunting. Mr. Rutt, though. But I'm going to tell you right now, when it, when I'm gonna, I'll say this. It'll be too late for anybody who's listening to me on the on, on a podcast, but let me tell you right now. Be on a freaking stand when it quits raining. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Sunday. Be on a stand when it quits raining. In the morning, I will be on a stand. You need to be on a stand in the morning. Tomorrow? Yeah. Fuck no. What? Uh, no. I don't even know why I even bother. I'm going to be up on the ass crack of dawn. It's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow. Right yeah, on but back I'm of telling you, listen to what I'm going to tell you. When it quits raining in the morning, if it storms, if it starts raining at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but I ain't got no morning spots right here. Well, I'm not bring, I'm not inviting you to go with me no more. <laughs> I invited you once. Yeah, I mean, you, you can come to Ruth and uh, get, get a wet ass and I see no deer if you want to. I'm on Sunday, no. Monday, Tuesday. I'm certainly going to hunt Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's going to be, I mean, it's going to be, that's really for me, that's a, mm-hmm. it's going to be cold and the wind's going to shift out of the north. So I got stands that I cannot hunt right now. I just, I can't get in there. I can't yeah, hunt. Nobody them. sets up rough stands for a southwest wind. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. It's a crapshoot right now. We, we hunt stuff, you know. I hunted a plot this afternoon with a, with a which I love hunting just off wind. I, I think, I think if you give them deer to win, if they think the wind's in their favor so yeah would you call it just off just yeah. that's a that's actually really good you know i think uh, some i've heard it called a whiskey, whiskey wind uh, marginal wind marginal winds whatever you want to call it but yeah that's yeah just off so it's, it's risky i mean where you the, get where the deer thinks it's in his favor but yeah. it's really just out of his favor and it's it's hard to judge that but so yeah. I, not everybody believes in those onyx stuff i'm i'm still like working my way up towards it but you use an onyx I just started this year. Did My you? buddy in North Louisiana, you're not allowed to hunt his property without without Ozonics. And he he started using them when it came out, and he swears he's never been blown well, out since he started using them. Dude, I got one. I mean, I put I, I use Ozonics on like uh, in like my back my got the black box right. I've got a portable Ozonics that I pump in there, and like when I on the way to the stand, I open it up, I drop it in, or turn it on, drop it in there, and close it. And for the 20 minutes that I ride to to where I'm gonna go hunting at, it's blowing the whole time on all yeah. my gear because all my gears in the back of the truck in a box, and I never get 
get him the truck. He, like he, he got me. He got me conditioned up there. You know, because he and I, I've seen it time and time again up there. If you give it's because he hunts his whole, he's a corn farmer. All his field edges, that's what he hunts. He don't really fool with the internals of his woods. You know, he keeps out of it as like a sanctuary. He hunts field edges. He'll give them deer to win. You know, to where, like you said, where they think they have it in their favor. And I mean, we see more deer hunting. Per se, a bad wind with that Ozonics, then we will see if the wind's blowing in your face off, you know, out into Well, the I think that's right because I think that uh, mature deer. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You cannot tell me mature deer only move with the wind in their favor. If that was the case, they would only go one direction all the damn time, right? You can't tell me that a mature deer only goes north. You know, he'll only go north with the wind in his favor. Because if that was the case, then the son of a bitch is going through Franklin County. He's going to go to New Jefferson County. And he can't stop until he goes in. He'll be in Hines County. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. He can't. But they do want to cut the wind this time of year, especially like where I'm going to looking forward to hunting when this wet, when the weather finally gets right. Right. You know, I get this yeah, north wind going for me. He's going to be going from one bedding area to the other. So I'm going to I'm trying to be on a downwind side of a bedding area because he's going to skirt that bedding area on the downwind side. That's what I did. This trying time. to catch you know trying to catch that you know yeah. wind thin of that hot doe or something. You know, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, or in this case, maybe I'm hunting on the a transition line between you know say hardwoods and a pine edge or hardwoods and a or pines mature pines and a cutover fresh cutover or something. You know, he's going to work that transition edge if he can get the wind in his favor quartering to him you know he's going to work that edge but even quartering away they'll they'll take a wind where maybe the wind is going say northwest wind well they'll freaking work from the west to the east with that wind blowing back over their shoulder because they're still cutting that freaking bedding area you know they're i've seen deer do it i've seen deer too many too many times you can't tell me they only move with the wind in their favor no i think i think it's more I think you've got more gray area how they walk, but bedding-wise, they definitely bed. Well, he's going to bed with the wind in his favor. Oh, yeah. I've and seen he, him in Kansas bed on, like, now, points, and they'll have beds all the way around that point to where when they bed, it's first. They got the wind in the right yeah. wind. So, now, you were talking about field edges. I, I believe you're right. Like, it's like when you talk about a deer coming to a food plot or something, you know, to a food source, he probably ain't coming if the wind's not. If he can't check, if he can't scent check that area, you know. <laughs> I believe you're right. I believe you're absolutely right. But as far as, like, everyday travel... I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, you know if if he's if, if you got a bedding area over here and you got a bedding area over here, you got a bedding area down here. During the rut, I don't think he, he gives a shit which way the wind's going. Can't have the perfect wind for everybody. Can't have the perfect wind for. He's got to just go check those those bedding area. He's got to go look for does. He's just going to go through there and look for does. So he can't necessarily choose his. But yeah, to go to a field edge going to go out in a food plot or something or whatever and i've seen them do it to a feeder a thousand times make a big i've watched them make a big loop around a feeder same thing with call and from like 150 yards away scent check a feeding area to make you know a food area to make sure that it's safe and then they come in when i've you, seen that a bunch you do a grunt sequence or something like that you better be looking down window because yeah. they're gonna make that loop yep. i don't you may a catch a glimpse of them but they're gonna make so i don't have, do a, you better have some thick shit behind you i don't do a lot of grunting in mississippi i just don't really find that it does you know i haven't so the grunting that you hear down here is like bit, bit. It's super light. The deer Just in Georgia the and Missouri are the most vocal deer I've ever heard in my life. Illinois Kansas deer are vocal. Yeah, Midwest you know. in general, but Georgia, Georgia blows the Midwest out of the water. Really, the vocal deer. The place I hunt. In I've never hunted Georgia. I hunt South Georgia is about an hour from the Florida line, and it's it's a three to one. They try to keep a three to one buck to doe ratio, mm-hmm. and that. I mean, it goes without saying. I mean, you, 
they, they they maintain that like they shoot those when they're supposed to and you, that competition you hit the horns together or you hit a freaking grunt call you you gonna see a buck and maybe yeah. a four because of competition sixteen and ten point but well, that's why the Midwest is so damn good they ain't yeah. got as many does as no, we guys I mean it ain't you know, you know it's not just that I'll tell you what else it ain't first off they don't have a freaking three month gun season yeah right they don't blast everything they see. Let's just be honest. I mean, it's just really that's a whole other conversation. So that it is, yeah, but it is. But at the same look, time, let's just say. I mean, he's talking Georgia. Georgia's a gun gun state. I mean, yeah, they, a, got, they got yeah. a long gun season. But this, this particular area I'm hunting. Yeah, but is, I, you're talking about an area too. You're not talking this is about a co-op. A, this is like I don't know how many thousand acres, but they all on the same management program. On the same man, all, on a management program. They don't look down on you if you rifle hunt, but if 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 you like, if I were to go up there for my first time and I'd be like, all right, what what box stand I'm going to hunt? They'd be like. Mm, what you doing? It's, and that's what I love about up there. Everybody's bow hunting, so again, you, know, you don't feel as bad. So you want to with when he boat. said a management program, right? Mississippi don't have a management program. Mississippi has a program. I mean, I don't even know why they have this uh, ten inch rule or whatever they the got. The tagging system is a joke. I know that. It, it done, none of that works. You know. Well, the reason it doesn't work is because the P, the powers that be won't allow Mississippi to get into the twenty first century. We're still stuck back in the freaking 70s. I know guys who refuse to shoot a doe, but they will blast the first freaking spike that steps out in the food plot. They absolutely refuse to shoot a doe. You know, oh, I'm out there. I got 40 does in the food plot. As soon as that spike walks out, and then at the same time, in the same breath, they bitch because they never see a really good buck in their entire life. Their entire life, they've never seen a deer as big as that 115, 118-inch deer right there. But the first spike that walks out in the food plot, they blast the shit out of him every time. And then they have the audacity to sit there and complain about not killing big deer. No, you're right. Don't don't even see. I guess don't you don't want me on that soapbox. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you don't want me on because I, I'm I'm pretty. I feel pretty strongly about that. I'm I get so tired of hearing people complain about you know you don't see the you know we don't see the deer we used to see in Mississippi. You know, I'm I'm used to going to a food plot and seeing 50 deer a day. You know, and yeah, I saw 50 does in a food plot and you know and I shot a four point. And I'm mad because I don't see 50 does every day anymore. But under not understanding that the entire process of deer of real deer management is controlling not the buck population controlling the doe population you know and giving deer time you saw the pictures of the deer that i showed you on our deer lease you know why well we don't shoot freaking bucks not that we don't shoot bucks we don't shoot freaking like most of us won't shoot a freaking four point i'm a firm believer in that ratio stuff because like i said i mean no i mean if you never hunted georgia you wouldn't understand what i'm saying but Missouri, the deer vocal as hell. You know, on public land, you're not gonna have that perfect ratio per se. But the the, the stuff I'm hunting in Georgia it looks exactly like my place in Mississippi. Like it's like you know, a pine plantation, nothing spectacular, no kind of mm-hmm. crazy river system or nothing like that. Just pine plantation, and the deer. You know, I go for a three day trip. I might see 30, 40 bucks, and it's That's unreal. Right. Like, Where you might see, you might be lucky to see three bucks the entire year in exactly. Mississippi. Yeah. On a good That's year, right. and, and it just is what it I've is. I've had one I mean, opportunity at the buck I'm talking this year, and I just so happened to get lucky. I picked the right trail that in the right creek crossing, seeing him couldn't get a shot on him. Like it's yeah. That's what like that's what I told him. I, I, when he said when he told me he seen the fifth buck this afternoon, I said, "All right, congratulations! You just set the record for the most bucks sighted in one hunt and Ruth." 
Well, really I mean, for a, for a you know, year. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you have to, you know, if you're going to live down here, you're going to accept it. It's just the way things it's are. But, but it can be different. Guys, it, it, this is the thing. It can be different. Yeah. You can just make it and, you know, like, hey, look, I, you know what? I've killed a hundred freaking spikes. Maybe I let that one walk. You know, I've killed a hundred freaking little eight points, cut the horns off and throw them on top of the freaking shit. Maybe I can let for, him walk. As for a year. state, Mississippi's a pretty damn small state considering. We got a huge number of deer. And we got more deer than most southern states have. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that tells you we got more de- more deer than any Midwest state, maybe Michigan or some shit. Like if you want to eye no. go you know, follow you start, one of these Mississippi Whitetail pages on Facebook or Instagram or something like that and see the caliber deer that are being killed every single day it's like you can kill looks great like deer. I would there you but, can kill great and, deer and that's what everybody's shooting whatever the hell walks yeah. so imagine if everybody gets you know I'm I'm not saying you know like we were talking about earlier you bring a kid hunting or if, if you home that's a whole, whole different like, thing whole different a whole story different but if you like you said alright I've killed you know I've already killed a spike this year or a couple of hundred spikes in the last two or, years or whatever yeah, right? whatever it is you know uh, I killed I 10 spikes this. a year for the last 10 years I think I can let this one walk and you learn a lot from watching deer too you know you watch a deer watch how he moves you know <laughs> I'll never forget I had a guy um, he killed a deer about that size you know nice 120 225 inch 8 point he was getting it mounted and he said I want this deer mounted I was a taxidermist this time he said I want this deer mounted I don't want any muscle tone I don't want anything and I'm like, why? He said, well, that's not what they look like. And I said, you ever seen a deer that wasn't dead? <laughs> and he just sort of looked at me. He was like, what? I was like, have you ever seen a deer that wasn't dead? I said, because when they're dead, you're, you're, they're exactly what you describe. There's no muscle tone. It's just a round shape of the neck. And I said, but if you ever look at a live deer, like they have actual muscles and everything, and, you know, they... Well, that's the thing. He had never had a deer in the woods that he'd ever seen more than like five seconds. The deer came out, he shot it. Deer came out, he shot it. Mm-hmm. You know? And then when he's looking at, you know, you're looking at a hunting video or something, they're looking at the antlers. They're not looking at the deer. You know? They're not looking at the way, you know, like when he turns his head, the muscles, the way they bulge or this, that, or the other, you know? So, yeah, he was like, deer don't have muscles. And I was like, really? Okay. Yeah, well, you probably need to take this to another taxidermist. It's cool as yeah. shit in, in Georgia this year. I, I, it was it was hot. The weather wasn't ideal. I kind of had to go when I could go with work and everything. And I didn't see as many bucks this year as previous years, but I got the I video, you know, I passed on a 118, 120-inch 10-point that's going to be an absolute stud next year. And I've seen him, I think, three times throughout my trip up there. He come make two or three scrapes right underneath me. I got some awesome videos of him. And it's just – it's so cool watching a deer, you know, do what a deer does. Is cliche. It is. I mean, like if you ever watch them, like you know, I, I don't know if I even told you the story. So let's see. Um, about Saturday afternoon, it might have been Saturday afternoon. I might have told you about it on the phone. I don't know when we we're talking. I said I was. Uh, I was telling somebody. So like. I just wanted to go. I need to go shoot a deer. I need to go shoot a freaking deer. I hadn't shot. Be like that sometimes. You know? Yeah, it just be like that sometimes. I need to go shoot a deer. So I was sitting out there. So I, I got in. I got in. Went to one of my spots, and I get up in my saddle, and I'm sitting there. Right at dark, I see a deer come out. It comes over to the feeder, and she's he's feeding, and I'm like, that's a doe. I'm about to freaking blast this bitch. So I'm sort of looking. I said, man, I better make sure. Because last year I shot a spike by mistake. He had horns about. I mean, they just broke the skin. Barely broke the skin. But I, I thought it was a doe, and I shot it for a doe. So I said, let me, let me get my binoculars and look at it. So I pull my binoculars out. I pull out and look. That dude's got like three-inch spikes. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> 
Now that I know, I cannot pretend yes. it was a doe. So I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna do anything. So he's sitting there and he's eating around and he keeps looking back the way he came. And I'm like, maybe there's a big, maybe a buck's coming, maybe a good buck's coming. So he's looking, he's sort of eyeballing. You know, you know how they put their head down and they're sort of eyeballing their back, back and forth. And then I see this other deer come in. And I can't see his head. I can just see his body. But he comes in. He's all. He's walking in sideways. You know. He's sort of stiff legged, and he's walking in sort of sideways. And then I'm like, oh shit! There's, there's going to be one of my shooter bucks. Freaking spike with about ten inch spikes. And I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so they put their heads down, and I'm watching them. And it's you know it's five o'clock, so there's plenty of shooting light. Man, they put their heads down, and they're freaking pushing each other back and forth. You know, and they're sort of doing all the all the things that deer do that you. If you shot the first deer you saw, you never get to see, mm-hmm. you know. So I sat there and watched them for about 15 or 20 minutes. Man, I, even t- I took my thermal, my little thermal binocular out because I never actually looked at one through my thermals before. I'm looking at it, you know, I'm taking pictures of them because it'll take pictures. I'm looking at the deer. They're grazing around. Finally, the biggest spike freaking picks up and walks right to my tree 30 yards away. And I'm like, dude, this is the first time I've ever been in this tree. What the hell is he doing? He's walking down the trail and just walks over right to my tree and starts meandering around. And I'm like, I'm about to get busted. Sure enough, a couple seconds later, he freaking takes off. And I'm thinking, yep, that little summit's got down there and smelt where I got in the tree, you know. Because, like I said, I, I run a, you know, I run a hanging hunt system. You know, I'm hunting out of a saddle, so I, I generally get in a different tree every single time. You know, even if I'm in a, even if I'm hunting an area that I hunt all the time, I generally pick a different tree. You know, just to break it all up. So he ran off, and I'm getting ready to get down, and I'm thinking, man, I think that dude might still be around. So I pull that thermal out, and I start scanning. Showing up, that dude's about 40 yards away in the edge of the this thicket, is watching me, and I'm. <laughs> like you son of a bitch you so i had to wait and it was way way after dark before he finally got out of the tree and uh and finally left and then uh but yeah that's why i was somebody you know, like just watching deer do what deer do you know doing deer things it's just so freaking but most people don't ever see it because when the, the three inch spike come be bopping out there to mm-hmm. the corner to the feeder you know? and, and also well on the record don't get it twisted. Anywhere, anywhere but Georgia and some of these other places, I get to you know bless the better hunt. That deer I videoed, as you know, I was talking about the ten, hundred twenty deer. That thing will be smoked. In my oh, don't get me wrong. I'll pass. I won't pass that dude on the national forest. I'm not. I'm not telling you that you. You know, it's relative but to where you hunt. I'm just saying you know? is, you know, if if you're if you're shooting everything you see, don't complain about never killing a big deer. Yep. That's that's all I'm going to say about. It. I'm, I'm going to leave it just like that because I have people who literally say, man, we never. I I never kill a. I've never killed a really good buck. I've never killed a a big eight point or a good eight point. There's something I can mount. And I'm looking at their Facebook photos, and every freaking four point that meets the minimum state requirements, they blast the shit out of him. And, and that's fine. But like you said, you can't complain. But don't complain. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm absolutely okay if you do that, but do not complain about it. You know, that's just the way it is. Anyway, all right, guys. I mean, I think everybody's tired. Wayne's over here looking like he's ready to take it. I think he's going to curl up on the couch in a second. I got a spare bed. Wayne? You all right? <laughs> Wake up. I'm good. No, you're not. Dude, you are so ready to go to bed. Look, Wayne, at, he's like, man, I got to go, man. Wayne's a silent assassin over there. He is, man. He, he don't really talk a lot, but he's I mean, when you get him started, though, he'll, he'll, get, he'll get into it pretty good. I did enough talking on like Kodiak. Yeah, that was like four hours. <laughs> nah, it was. A, it was. But no, nah, I, I think you're fine. I mean, you should. You should. You should. Uh, you should throw your two cents in more because you're actually quite funny. 
I think you're hilarious, man. Yeah, dude, if you can't tell by the way that this starting away, we are getting all tired. Everybody, I think, is ready to go to bed, so we're going to call it a call it a night. Wayne, you got anything before we go? No, but I, I come up with a Leah new catchphrase for then. <laughs> for Lee? Yeah. Shoot that dough. <laughs> I like that, dude. I freaking really like that. I need some bubble stickers. <laughs> that's funny. Shoot that up. It's dude, a that's going to go. That's where I can see a I big old. I can, see a big old, I can see a big old dough head on a t-shirt with a freaking left in the Let's go Brandon on one side and shoot that dough on the other. That's right. Flathead assassin. God, man. I, oh, flathead assassin, skillethead assassin. I need a flat dough. You start writing this thing. What y'all know about a snazu? Y'all ever heard it called a snazu? Mm-mm. I don't think I have. My buddy from Morgan City, he started calling that. I was like, man, I like that. He, we used he to call them goats. Up. Yeah, nanny goats. No, we just called them straight goats. He got shot that goat. in uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, as you heard, the audio just suddenly cut off at the end. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what, what we did. It's, I don't know. But I'll say this. Uh, it's not how we normally do it. And, of course, you know that. We'll figure this out. Uh, I appreciate everybody being on the podcast. Guys, we enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, we're going to get back in the woods, though. This is our time. The rut is in South Mississippi is pretty much coming on uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's and then the first week of January is generally prime time if we can just get some cold weather it has been hot 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 um, looking for a little bit of a few colder days and then some probably some more warm weather again because this is South Mississippi um, but as we always say you cannot kill him on the couch so get out in those woods we appreciate y'all shit show.